Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Bonehead Podcast where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. I'm I'm live from hell. Like, yeah, oblivion. I think I was going. <laughs> oh, oblivion. Let's go. Let's go even deeper. No, um, Ben is in process of moving house, um, and just threw up a very creative background involving <laughs> red USBs to set some serious mood lighting. And now he looks like yeah, it he's... Really I was like, I don't have the usual lights. And then Ben was like, oh, can you put something in the background? And I thought, I'll give it a go. Yeah. It just looks like you're, it looks like you're a DM now. It looks like we're yeah. about to have an RPG sesh. That is the dream. Oh, absolutely. It needs to kind of change with the theme. You know, like, this could be like combat. Yeah. This I, is good. I think we need to look at like some coloured lighting for some of the filming stuff we do, especially if we go back to using some of the RPG room um, stuff oh. in Toyman. Because, um, yeah, I mean, there's some cool stuff to do there. Anyway, uh, it's podcast time. Ben, what are we talking about on 85? Uh, today, we're going to talk about... Um, we're just going to have a chat about stalling. But before that, we've got a cool interview with Brute Fun, um, the uh, sculptor. Um, which you interviewed. I was not there for that, but uh, it's a really good conversation. So we've got that coming up too. Uh, wicked. Yeah, no, Brute Fun is the uh, chap who sculpted that Black Orc team that we featured on Print to Pitch and has also dropped a Lizardman team. It's been kind of drip feeding the models out, but actually the whole team and some star players came out yesterday. I've not had a chance to print them yet um, on account of actually working quite hard the last couple of days, which uh, is overrated. So yeah. Could be a should be a fun episode. We've actually got some blood bond news to talk through as well, so let's go straight into that. Over to news. Um, so uh, there's some blood bond news. We have talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast actually. Tenth of January. We can't have talked about it on the podcast. Uh, but ten days ago, two new goblin star players uh, were spoiled on the Warhammer community. So they are absolutely mm. hammering out the star players at the moment. Um, yeah, like really, yeah, really coming out fast and coming up pretty good too. I, you know, you can't really complain. I don't hate any of them actually. Yeah, uh, I don't hate any of them. Anyway, um, Fungus the Loon and Bomber Dribble Snot. Bomber Dribble Snot is a bomber who potentially dribbles snot. And then we've got Fungus the Loon, who is a fanatic, um, which is a big ball and chain wielding goblin. Now. We we knew that Fungus the Loon was landing, didn't we, at some point, Ben? Because we'd seen the art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, so let's, let's talk about the model. Uh, he's in the classic swinging around the massive ball and chain pose for goblins. It's a night goblin aesthetic as opposed to, I don't know, what's not night goblin? Regular goblin, I guess. Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really let that, they really let the side down with that, didn't they? Yeah. Even in Lord of the Rings, you've got Mordor Orcs and you've got Moranan Orcs and then you've got Red Orcs. Yeah, it's kind of... I guess they have forest goblins, right? That's like yeah, a... there's forest goblins. There's just Then there's just generic wolf rider goblins. Anyway, back in my day, yeah. wolf riders were also night goblins because they have the hoods. Anyway, this guy's got a night goblin style hood. Uh, I'm not going to read into it and get excited and think that there's going to be a night goblin coming, a night goblin <laughs> team coming. But if they did and happen to have squigs, I would win a bet. So that would be okay. So BT, what do you reckon to the Fungus the Loon model? 
I think he's really cool. Really super cool. I think the ball is really interesting. Like, they haven't just gone for, like, a metal ball here. They've kind of gone for, you know, they, they've painted it red. The spikes looking really menacing. I think it looks quite cool. Like, it, the like color-wise, it's very, like, new Blood Bowl. Um, the like paint job's the great. Yeah, yeah. And they've got popcorn on the bottom, yeah. which is really kind of a fun little touch. I think... I don't really know the purpose. Is it for stability? Does it, like, yeah, actually... Yeah, I, I think it? that's that's a part of the model. Because it's got, like, a... It's got like a tuft of grass and uh like an earth mound so i guess i think you're right yeah. i think it's just to increase like the uh increase the, the touch point yeah maybe i mean yeah. that's weird because they, they've not done that in the past in any way shape or mm. form but this is definitely a mound on the base and the popcorn is a really cool addition um yeah I like but but you're right i mean i i think the forge world paintings got a lot better it has it has we've seen some pretty like you know, sketchy ones in the past, but yeah. yeah, these new, all these new models are actually, they look fantastic. Like this one, like, we'll touch on a, another article later where you kind of see them all together and they look really good. Yeah, like this has been painted by somebody who looks like they actually wanted to paint the model. Like they've got, yeah. they've got checkers on there, they've got stripes on the hat, like they've got scratches on the ball, which I'm assuming is not yeah. on the model. Um, so I'm getting paid by the hour rather than paid by the model, I think. So. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know. Uh, even the fade on the red. I know this isn't Wet Wednesday, but the fade on the red shoulder pad. It's really good, the edge highlighting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a cool model. Uh, is it any different or better than the, the current Fnatic model? Like, does, this, this guy doesn't, I think, look like a star player. But Fungus doesn't need to. He's just another loony. He's just another Fnatic, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one I used for fungus is the Underworlds one, with the guy. He's like drinking, drinking like the potion. Potion, I think. That's yeah, such a good model. Board. That's such a good model. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's perfect. So this person won't replace it because I think I'm more than happy like to just use that. Um, yeah, but it's just really cool if you're looking for another an alternative. It's just probably going to cost more than the Underworlds team. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, the Underworlds team is probably like £18. Uh, and you get you get squigs as well, which will be really useful when the squig team comes out. You still buy these on this Underworld team? Yeah, I think so. I think I don't know if they include cards now as, as well. I don't know. Underworlds is... They've Games workshopped all over it. So oh, I don't really know. It was a cool game yeah. until they repped it. Anyway, yeah. um, we've also got Bomber Dribblesnot, who is the Bombardier. He's full of uh, thanks. No, not Thanksgiving. Independence Day, J July 4th, firecrackers and bombs. This dude's got an absolute arsenal on him, along with some interesting goggles and the, the nose armor. Like, are goblins partic are their noses particularly fragile? Um, I would assume so. It's kind of like they're 95% nose, so it's probably just, you know, centre mass for these guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's it's cool. It's a bomber. If if you lined this one up with the one from the standard team and said, hey, which is the star player? Uh, I'd, I'd guess this guy because he's got more bombs he's got more armor as well because the bombardier from the goblin pack is just running around with the ball like proper mario style isn't he mm. i mean what do you reckon to the bomb what do you reckon to bomber i think he's awesome yeah he looks super sinister um super full of character this is like your goblin so yeah really really cool looks um yeah like where fungus has the kind of board presence he is kind of a small goblin so he might you know not quite give the star player 
yeah. kind of pitch impact that um, fungus might. But otherwise, he looks a really nice model. What um what do you think the likelihood here is of these guys coming in a packet together? I would I was I was gonna say that. I reckon they will. They're releasing them at the same time, like they're sharing an article. I think, you know, financially it's probably better for them to pack them together. Just otherwise it's they you know, it might it might have to end up charging like, you know, twenty quid each and then that's a lot to spend on a goblin. Well, that's... So you might end up with a slightly better deal than you normally would, but I think if they did, if they went the route of um of charging, you know, was it nineteen twenty pounds each? If they went that mm. route, um, everybody would just buy the special weapons pack instead. Yes, uh, for half the price and an extra chainsaw as well for when Nobler comes out. Um, I don't know. They're cool. They're cool. Um, this is hilarious because the Goblin team is like the most expensive team to buy into, with the exception of Renegades. So, like, and now. I mean, we've got to assume, like, in the before times, in the long, long ago, these guys were ubiquitous, right? Maybe not, uh, maybe not Bomber as much, um, because Nobler was kind of like a better deal. But Fungus the Loon was like an auto buy for most Goblin teams, because why the heck would you not? Like, for less, yeah. you know, it's just another one of the best players on the Goblin team really with Mighty Blow. Yeah. Um, like absolutely awesome piece. So we don't actually have the stats. So we don't know exactly what these guys do, but they do have two special powers. Uh, so Fungus the Loon has got Whirling Dervish. Once per activation, Fungus may re-roll the D6 when determining which direction he moves in. So that is literally for when you move a ball and chain, you put the throwing template in a and you point it in a direction in one of the four cardinal directions and then roll the dice and it will move into that square. It will block anybody standing in that square and he will roll armor against anybody not standing in that square. So friend or foe. So ball and chains are awesome. Um, are just awesome. And in the olden days, this guy had movement four. I think it's very likely then he's going to have movement, yeah. movement four as well. And he also had Mighty Blow, and that's why he was an auto-buy. Um, is because the standard Goblin, Fanatic, Movement 3, no Mighty Blow. This guy, Movement 4, Mighty Blow, is, is an extra block, and all of those blocks are plus one to the armor rolls, which made him so useful. I mean, did you ever run Fungus with your Goblin team, or did you just... All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, in, in League, especially. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just such an easy buy, and just, you know, pick on the line of scrimmage, he does stuff. Yeah, and, like if he, game. and if he dies, you don't even care because he's an inducement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, often I would have fungus instead of the actual fanatic. So, yeah, it, it works great. Yeah, it's really good. I, I also really like abilities like this, where it's once per activation. Um, yeah. That just is like a straight up all the time buff that's always working. Like you're not. I feel like the once per game ones are really prone to like being forgotten. I know we've had that a lot in tournaments before, oh, where people hugely. are taking stars and just like, oh yeah, they can do that at the end of the game. Um, yeah, so this is just like every time you're not really going to forget it because you're doing it so often, and it's just a really big power boost. It's a huge buff. Like I, I did the the mass on uh, Theory Thursday last week because, dude, we've all been there. The ball and chain guy, he just runs a circle around the one person you're trying to hurt, and then you end up rushing extra squares, and then you end up killing yourself because you're like you can't hit that one in three chance repeatedly. At least this guy kind of just gets a little bit more accurate. Um, yeah, and I, I think yeah, I think it's great. I think we'll see him at 80k. I think he'll be moving forward. I think he'd be mighty blow because. That's how it was in the old edition, and the, the star players in this edition have got better for the most part, and cheaper for the most part. 
um, with the exception of Barak Farblast, bless him, with uh, with strong arm, getting ready to throw those tiny people. Um, then we got Bomber Dribble Snot once per game. There you go, Ben, your favourite. If an opposition player catches a bomb thrown by Bomber, uh, you can choose to have it explode immediately rather than roll to see if the player can throw it again. I see. No, this is this is a good exception to that because I think this is awesome. Because this is this is where like once per game, this is fine. I don't think you're going to forget this one. Because catching a bomb is like, I was going to say it's rare, but it's not even that rare. It happens actually quite often, isn't it? But um, I just think this is so much, so good, so much fun. Like the remote de detonation, that's what exactly what you want. Like when they catch yeah. it, instead of thinking, "Oh no," you'll be like, "Yeah, to be you." Old school Joker <laughs> mode. Um, yeah, and and this is it. Like you look about throwing the bomb, you try and throw it to an empty square next door to your target, really, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, when you've got Bomber, you've got no fear. You can be like, hey, World Answer, I'm going to throw this at you and it's going to explode. You can fail to catch it or you can catch it, but I'm going to throw this at your square and it is going to explode. And there is mm -hmm. nothing you can do about it. And that's, that is pretty big because when you throw a bomb, anybody who's in the square that the bomb goes off in, they don't have to roll four plus. It's just auto. Yeah. So with the exception of deflection, Bomber can just bomb that bomb right into the target bomb square and bomb everyone in it and it's, it's going to be i I'm, I'm big on bombers at the moment i think they're great um both in blood bowl and just you know aeronautica imperialis because you know okay glad you specified a game yeah <laughs> just in general like i love cheeky b52 um actually to be fair it's the it's the the b2 spirit the stealth bomber that's that's just a that's just a piece of kit it's so good man I've been watching loads of UFO documentaries and they're all like, well, is it a UFO or is it a plane? And I'm like, well, it's round. <laughs> that thing is a literal triangle. Like, yeah, it's a UFO. No, it's not. Anyway, um, Bomber could be cool as well. I mean, I think he was like 60k or something in the last edition. Yeah, really cheap. Um, was he... Uh, was he like was 40? He even... I was thinking he might have been 40, but... Yeah, maybe. I think I might be misremembering that. The new Goblin Bombardier is 45k. Okay. Um, so I think I think we'll see Bomber land at something like 60. That's my that's my yeah. guess. And you know what? Even then, he's good to go. So this is this is the interesting thing. So both players can be signed by any Badlands Brawl or Underworld Challenge team. So Blackhawks, Goblins, Ogres, Orcs, Skaven, and Snotlings. Also, I've got a sneaky suspicion. So, I mean, that's a, that's an excellent um, mixture of play of teams there. I mean, you've got just, you've got the goblins, which is going to be standardised. But I mean, what else are we looking at? But can you see Blackhawks running either of these guys, Ben? Totally, hundred percent. I think um, fungus on a Blackhawk team is actually pretty solid. Um, it's like a big distraction, to be honest. And Blackhawks can use that pretty well. So. I think you can grab into the path of fungus and <laughs> just you know watch him go crazy. I think the Blackhawk um inclusion of fungus is is potentially the most interesting here. Blackhawks get half price bribes as well. So he's so basically like for him at 80 plus a bribe at 50, 130k. He he might be worth taking instead of the troll in a tournament if you can afford it. Because um, mm. the, the troll's great, but actually having access to that strength seven piece, especially as like some of your your 
your Black Orcs are going to have skills in a tournament situation, so you're probably going to have like a couple of guard out there as well to help protect it. Because that's the, I mean, that's the biggest vulnerability of the uh, the ball and chain is that someone just runs up and Roffle stomps it on a two die up, just wrestles him to the yeah. ground and he's gone. Um, the other thing, man, I mean, Chaos Dwarves are actually Badlands brawls. Badlands brawl. So Ch oh, okay. Chaos Dwarf get both of these star players, which I think I missed from the original video when I had a look at it. Um, that's pretty big. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's that's quite quite impactful. Again, these bash teams just love having these ball and chains, especially when they're cheap because Chaos Dwarves are expensive. So and yeah, having cheap stars is always good. Yeah, I mean, with Hackflim going up in price, just it's just. They 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 do seem to be going for the, the that little bit of star player pricing that's a sub a hundred k. I mean, I think you and I have talked about inducements a load of times, and actually, any when you got a hundred k or less, it's kind of like a nothing, isn't it? Like you don't. Yeah. I guess I'll take a keg, you know. But actually, it's like well, if all these teams now have access to a bombardier and a ball and chain, well, then it's like well, well I might as well just take a ball and chain. Like, lol, mm -hmm. let's just run him around and, and see what we can do. And I'm very excited about the fact that the Skaven team can now run Fungus the Loon and the Verminator. So <laughs> just absolute <laughs> carnage there. Yeah. Uh, Fez Glitch was the old ball and chain guy, and he was amazing for a Skaven team because you just, you can't, if you are down a couple of hundred K, like it's a really good way to take a Wandering Apothecary and then you take Fez Glitch and then you've got a good bit of bash. So when you're playing uphill against dwarves or a bashy team for skaven it's a really tough sitch but actually being able to take that fanatic is gonna definitely get them to deploy off the line and you're gonna have the extra apothecary it just it is a bit of an equalizer and in this edition we're seeing that more from inducements i think than the last edition because i mean i wouldn't have considered the inducements much of an equalizer in the old in the old game yeah i know what you mean yeah it's kind of a bonus except for the wizard of course yeah. <laughs> or old bomber was 60k oh really okay well there you go yeah you're right i think um i think we'll see the new bomber stick about that uh my my guess is that it'll be passing four plus with accurate um because I, that would be good that would be nice yeah. yeah makes it better than passing three plus kind of it's weird the way the interaction works is that past three plus with accurate is kind of better than uh, sorry past four plus with accurate is kind of better than past three plus because you can't wildly inaccurate it on a short pass because the right because okay. because the way the plus one minus one works so having yeah. accurate is better but you can throw bombs as long as you like so cannoneer is is also a very legit skill for a bombardier yeah um have an extra extra modifier to those long range bombs exactly just kind of like Hail Mary bombs, because they're not quite the same, are they? Oh, Hail Mary. R.I.P. Yeah. F in chat. Yeah, sad times. Okay, next bit of Blood Bowl news is a very, very quick one. Uh, the Rat Ogre is going up for pre-order this week. Pre-order this week. The new Rat Ogre that absolutely smacks of Windsor Jog then. Yes. Yeah, we love this Ogre. The chains, man. The chains are chog chains. I'd pick those out anywhere. <laughs> Absolute choggers chains. Yeah, big fists and big bit of definition. It's a cool model. Um, Going to be coming from Forge World, this one. <sighs> Middle-sized model. So I don't think it's going to be the same price as Zolkath. I think this one's going to be in the £30 mark. Same as the Verminator. Yeah. I, I think the Verminator was about 30 quid. Um, Is that right? Yeah, and you know what? I think the chainmail has been done really well. Again, this is a really nice paint job. 
Like, yeah, very nice. It's not award-winning, but it is very good. Like, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be mega chuffed to paint as well. So, yeah, I don't know, man. With your, with your airbrush, you're not far off. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, get a bit of red on that on that flesh. <laughs> yeah, these these are really good. Like, really nice blends. Really nice. Well, obviously, we're not really selling the paint job, are we? <laughs> but no, that's a true. Yeah. yeah um, Would it paint well with yeah, contrast? Yeah, or paint up. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's the main kind of thing um and the other thing ben um kind of mentioned is that the star players uh download free rules for some of blood bowl's most dangerous star players so i know kind of um illogical order games workshop dropped the new goblin star players and then like the next day or something you know, a few days later dropped a page where you could download star players rules but not the goblin ones um so you've got the verminator you've got Scylla, you've got max and you've got Frank, TD Tiny Frank, you've got Barrack Barblast and Wilhelm Cheney, and all their rules are available for download there, which is which is actually quite good. That's quite progressive, I think, a games workshop. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to see. Just <laughs> here's some stuff. Not, you know, here's a pack of cards that will print for three days and <laughs> you miss out. Looks <laughs> to be you. Yeah. Get on Google Images. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be able to get the rules without having to go and watch one of our videos, I guess. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which may not endear us to games workshop all that much but um yeah so you can go there and get the star players uh rules which is interesting because i don't know whether they're leaning into the fact that people just aren't necessarily buying the star players because i i the, you know the the massive majority of blood bowl is not played with a games workshop only restriction in on a games workshop only premises mm. and a, you know, Creek Rust Gouger is a wicked model, and if you want to paint it as like a cool treat for yourself, then it's awesome. Otherwise, there's much cheaper, much, you know, I wouldn't say better, but there's much different ways to get a, a Creek Rust Gouger model, for example, or a Wilhelm Cheney model. And actually, them sharing the rules, I wonder if it's kind of like an acknowledgement to the fact that actually, or, or they're just, I don't know, Ben, or are they just being like good citizens and saying, here, you can yeah, download? I think maybe this is just a case of, you know, this is a good thing Games Workshop have done where it's free. It's actually free. So, um, yeah, let's just, I think, just take it. Be Good job, Games Workshop. I want to see more of this. More of this, please. Yeah. Uh, cool. Now we've got a Kickstarter, I think just the one Kickstarter, which is from... Um, so this is Big Green Ones, a fantasy football team of evil orcs. This is an STL team, and it is from Cross Lances. Cross Lances. And we've seen quite a few bits of Cross Lances over the years. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Leprechaun team is probably the most famous one. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was kind of their first big thing into it. Now, this is a really interesting team because it, it's supposed to be like an ogre team, but it's also an orc team. Um Okay. Yeah, because they're the big green things. Uh, they they are quite. They are not the normal style that you would see for Blood Bowl. They're quirky. Um, I I'm not a fan of this style actually. I I, I like what they're doing and they executed it brilliantly. But they just, the heads are just a bit big. It it just looks a bit peculiar. I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, like they're they're well made. It's just an odd style. Um, some of them have. I can't tell, are they mouth guards or are they just really big mouths? <laughs> that's something I can't quite oh. tell on some of them. Yeah, no, um, that's their jaws. That's their actual jaws. Is it? Okay. Yeah, so some of them, are, they, they are quite disproportionate, which might actually appeal to some people, for sure. Um, 
it's yeah they really like and and again the sculpting quality is is phenomenal um yeah i am with you the style is a little bit off for me now actually he actually does say this in in one of the updates or something like this um does uh, he said like the style is not to everybody's liking um but i wanted to do it because i thought it was fun um and actually you know what i love that i think that's awesome like i, I do think it's great when someone's like no this is not like everybody's not gonna love this and i know it and that's okay because some people will and i do um yeah we were looking for a new idea to create world compact for our patreon and tribe supporters and decided to create this team of evil evil ogres then we thought why not make it accessible to everybody um so it, it's an interesting one um, i like that approach though like they've they've made something that they want that you know they're like this is what i want to do and then they have the opinion of um you know maybe you know other people have expressed interest in my stuff let's make it available which we'll you know hear later um <laughs> with the chat um with the sculptor and yeah and the, i mean they've they it's kind of clear from the goal they've they've put a goal of 66 pounds um which has obviously been smashed tenfold so yeah yeah it's it's um i i'm really you know i'm really happy about this this is really cool it's not like they're saying you know you need this it's saying here are some options do you want them have them three pound for the team for stls three, three pound big green ones exactly there three you pound. go five pound for the printing rights this is really interesting this is a really interesting one because they've just um they've made this team that they want to share with their guys and instead of just putting it on my mini factory or colts 3d they've gone let's let's create some buzz let's do this as like a, a big release and we can release it at the same sort of time it's an interesting one cross lances loves loves the kickstarters they did the angry disney princesses as well like yes. yeah. so their the ability to execute this kind of stuff is i don't know it, it's excellent they know what they're doing um, have 142 backers of the recording yeah. so clearly you know it's getting i'm, I'm pretty sure trips was straight in there because he really does yeah. love uh cross lances stuff and the orcs i mean they are quite cool they look like scarons from farscape i don't know if you ever watched farscape ben that's that's a reference gone right over my head i'm afraid oh, man farscape was amazing it was a sci-fi by like the jim henson company oh okay and it had it was just wicked anyway these scarons are just these oh, kind of like big-headed lizard people that breathe fire and I, it's absolutely the vibe i get from these guys <laughs> um a couple of the models are cool and you know what for three pounds there's going to be one of those guys that you can print out and be happy with uh, that's just really cool that's just really interesting to me and the last bit of news that we've got is that yeah the brute fun lizard man team has been released and I don't know if you had a chance to kind of look at the models, oh, Ben, yeah. for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, these are incredibly good. So the Lizardman team bundle, STL, is 1750. Uh, 10 skinks, two chameleons. Um, oh, this is a skink team. Oh, this is the lizard little lizards. Uh, so 10 skinks, two chameleons, two lizard star players, and the Croxagore for 1750. The full team is available for £28 and has a... Uh, Lizardman star player and well, it's got six Soros blockers but they've all got alternate heads as well so it's, it's kind of 24 different guys but the the Crocs is a beast and there's so many different parts to it. You've got one, two, three four different heads, two different arms two different tail pieces as well. It's it's really cool. This is the guy I want to get on the print plate because I love a Croxagore. But, uh, I mean this is kind of spoilers because we've got the uh, interview coming up 
you know after after hobby but it was this there, there, that other little lizards pack is out there so that people can buy a skink team for bumble secret <laughs> league which is just one of my favorite things um it's just absolutely wicked like really love it and if you were into 3d printing this is a wicked team uh the black orcs that he did are amazing and i am really excited to print this team off and do a print to picture it because i love i i just like it it's quite similar in design in some ways to the games workshop one and the really cool thing is when you listen to the interview uh with with john you'll understand why and i think it's a really cool reason uh anyway i'm not going to spoil that too much but uh, as it comes with blood bowl news ben i believe that's everything on the list let's just yeah. double check yeah, the list again. Cool. Which More case? Stuff. Yeah. I know it's good. Pretty busy week. Pretty busy week. So, just two things to say for us. A massive thank you to all of our viewers and listeners and patrons who support the show. A uh, ton of new patrons uh, this time round. We've got William Kelly, Emma Sweet, Jacob Gar, Toma, Trazer, uh, Rick Hasselhurst. Know that guy. Simon Taylor, uh, Simon Taylor, Jim Callahan, Ian Bauman, Daniel Davenport, Simon Both. Uh, Antoine Herbert, uh, Joseph McGiven, William Muller, and Aaron Given. I think I might have mentioned a couple of those before, but no, thank you very much to all of our patrons. That helps support yeah, the show. And it's four weeks till Beachhead. Uh, it's going to be three weeks this Saturday. We've got the prizes on the way, the dice are on the way. Do need to get the trophies ordered, actually. I'll do this this weekend. Ben, I'll run some by you, but we're going to get some really flashy we got a nice chunk of budget for our prizes and everything. So, And we got on the way to 100 people on the Saturday uh, signed up and 60-odd, I think, on the Sunday for sevens as well. So, And the tickets are still available. So if you're interested in coming to what will be a massive Blood Bowl event inside a gaming convention, uh, just come on. Right, get your ticket booked up because it's going to be really good fun. And it's going to be a case of uh, rosters coming up soon so we'll put a big post out when the due date is coming which will be at the end of next week so probably put a little reminder post out on social media this week so that people can get our rosters in and the reason we want them in so early is so that we can try and save time for the morning because if you've got like 100 coaches coming you want to make sure that actually rosters are checked and that everything's good to go uh because it's going to be insane ben i'm, I'm... Oh, i can't wait what's the plan for the night on the town that's the, that's the important thing <laughs> That's a good point, actually. There's still some hotel rooms, um, so I need to book us, book us one. Uh, yeah, no, they've got the hotel across the way uh, for gaming on the Saturday evening. So I'd be so good. We'll try and get some like. Um, it'd be good to try and do some like board games or something like that in the yeah. evening. Have some like drinks and some really casual games. I think we're gonna be good fun. I think we. Uh, I think we could definitely get that on the go. Um, yeah, should be great. It's just gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I. Oh, your house date's kind of different now, isn't it? It was going to be like the Monday after. Yeah. Is that right? Did I oh, it? yeah, that's when. Yeah, no. Okay, so yeah, we'll be moving a week after recording today. Um, and then, but I, I thought it was going to be another two weeks. Oh, that's good. That's what I was going to clash with Beachhead, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Stress, stress over. That would have been carnage. Oh, about absolute carnage anyway uh, that's it for Blood Bowl News let's move on for a quick hobby catch up okay so it's hobby time BT this is really your segment to shine what's been going on in hobby world 
I've, yeah, I've actually painted it a fair amount. Um, doesn't feel like it. Actually, is it a fair amount? I don't know. I've I've done a few things. We had um we had a, another really good stream um last week, so that was really good fun. So um if you're listening and you want to tune into just a hobby hangouts, we're starting to do those every other Thursday. So we usually record the podcast on a Thursday, and on the week that we don't record, um we'll be streaming instead. Um just just painting. Um won't be doing that the Thursday after this comes out because I am. I, everything will be in a box ready to go yeah so um i may have to give that one a miss i um, think i'm but... gonna pick up the slack for you that one at that time because i've oh, got my perfect. got my okay, chaos dwarf team then just for... got my chaos cool. dwarf team yeah, to, uh, voice, so. to paint that, that'd be cool because i've got an entire team to paint so uh yeah i was like actually i can i can fit that one in but no you've been doing a great job getting uh, big red painted last week the big red yeah, truck so... it's awesome yeah, so I've done a bit of painting on that. Um, we've got some. I've got some 40k coming up soon. Doing a sort of mini league with some friends with that. Um, and yeah, did did some gore. So if you want to see me, absolutely, you know, learn how to use Yuhu glue. It was <laughs> cool. Get some really good advice from the chat. I was going to say it was great um, for the chat to like yeah. talk us through, like making some great, yeah. some really great suggestions. Yeah, so honestly, really good fun. Um, it's just for a couple of hours every other Thursday if you want to hang out and paint. That's good fun. Come and join us. Um, so did that. Uh, I also made a start on my Conquest army. Uh, last Argument of Kings. Um, I got my first stand done, which I kind of have on the screen. Um, and I'm pretty happy with it because I've been trying to um, achieve... Like, I'm trying to do it to a time limit as well. So it's it's not the best thing I've painted, but it's I think looks okay, and I did it very quickly. So when you say time, time limit, um, do you mean like per per model, per per stand kind of thing, or like per the stand? I kind of wanted yeah. to spend no longer than like yeah, kind of like hour per model. So, you know, because even though the models are, are big, the units are not small, are they? So it's what is it like sixteen? No, dudes in the twelve. You get a stands of four usually okay. as like a regiment, and then you can double that up, and you know. Add extra ranks. So your primary army is the Hundred Kingdoms, right? Which is essentially mm. feudal knight kind of era, like fifteenth century humans. stuff. Yeah. yeah, humans. So your yeah, army is yeah, your army as it stands now. Like how how big is it? What, what level of like amount of dudes is it, or have you got? Um, I don't really know the amount of points it is. I know that I have. Um. Four ranks, so 12 stands of militia, six of crossbowmen. Bear in mind, all these are times four because it's four guys to a stand. Hang on, you um, got 12 stands of militia. Yeah, so 48 militia, Ooh. 24 crossbowmen, 24 men at arms, six knights, and a lord on a horse. And the knights are freaking huge. They are like, chunky. This is 38 millimeters, so they're big, and it's true scale, so the horses are huge. Because like in Warhammer scale, horses are pretty tiny for you know what they should be. You know, you see a horse in real life, they're huge. Um, so these are like big horses. Like especially there's one carrying a banner, which makes it like so large. Um, so that's quite intimidating to paint. Um, so yeah, there's that going, and I think that's mostly it. Hang on, you haven't, yeah, paint, you haven't painted any Necrons. I finished Necrons. Finished yeah, no, I just ago. I just assumed by now you were doing it as like a, a hobby oh. reflex. Like like Alison <laughs> just weird, finds you out in the garden spraying not... stuff for silver. Uh, and she's like, you okay, hon? 
That's kind of yeah. how I how I assume it goes <laughs> like, at your house. <laughs> I did go through so much silver and red paint doing that. Oh, like, they that looked was... amazing. <laughs> uh, the Necron, the Necron army did look absolutely wicked. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. At least you're, you're getting time to paint some stuff that you just kind of want to paint now, which is a great yeah, way to start exactly. the year. Uh, and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to make room for that. Uh, I also managed to get four dudes painted. Um, two I can't show off yet because it's their Kickstarter previews for February. Uh, I did get a test paint done of a Chaos Dwarf guy using my scheme. That I used the random paint scheme generator for. I'm not massively happy mm. with the green. I need to find a, a way to make the green better. I, I've painted an awful lot of green, it being my favourite colour, but it is mostly drab green because of tanks. So uh, I don't know how to paint bright green. I need to learn. I don't want to go moot green because that's uh, offensive. Um, so, you know, I, I have enough with compliance stuff at work. I don't need a high-vis team. So, um, yeah, skip that. So I got him done. I got the Torchlight Dwarf painted. And the Torchlight Dwarf team, man... I. They are, they are cartoony, but they are wonderful to paint. They they paint themselves because the details are so kind of. Uh, it looks like they've sculpted a dwarf team and then used the posterized filter to just make them like cartoony and have strong edges. So they, they basically paint themselves. So that's been wicked. And uh, I got next week's print projects done. Which is cool and yeah, I'm fire with this. this this print to pitch stuff is is yeah. Like I'm seeing you paint more more than ever. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, and that is saying like, like you are the sort of sort to like. Oh, I need a team painted for a video tomorrow. I'll just smash that out in two two hours. It's no big deal. Well, <laughs> so, I did paint the tree man really cool. for our game on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you just painted that up. Yeah, it was undercoated before. I mean, when you got a tree man, you just undercoat it, and then if it's already undercoated brown, you just need to shade it and add some details. It was not a great job, but it was good enough for uh, for for YouTube for that game. So yeah, I got the tree man done as well. I, I couldn't find my flock, so the base is bare, and that really upsets me, as I don't know where my flock is. I've got a great little jug of sand mm. here, but I don't know what I did with the grass stuff. Uh which means oh, uh, no, it means somewhere there's a little baggie that looks like drugs. So that's that's always uh, we've all got those as well. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like it's always that? oh no, it's just foam. Yeah, that's, oh, it actually is. That? Yeah, that's uh, that's for my train set, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, the printer pitch thing has just been a way of like actually painting a dude, like get print it off, paint a guy. It's been really nice. Like I'll be chilling with with tiff or just watching some youtube while she's busy or something just taking an hour and a half a week to just sit down and paint a model it's doing wonders for my zen like it's actually really nice like that's my right i need mm. to paint a dude and this is it i know that you and trips were both like ben like you're busy as heck why are you starting a new series like i'm like because this is my way of forcing myself to take time to stop and paint something because it is for content mm. and it's i'm loving it like the next one I'm doing is really is is it's not Blood Bowl models, so the team is made from stuff that's not for Blood Bowl, and that's kind of like why I, that's another reason I wanted to start doing this thing is because there's a bunch of stuff out there you can use that isn't for Blood Bowl. Um, mm -hmm. That's good fun. It's just been good fun. But yeah, that's that's it. Brilliant. Have I painted anything else? I printed some stuff. I never paint it, but I printed it. It'll just sit in the little box of grey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Craig and um, Craig and Iron Man Rick have been talking about um, 
epic heresy, which is oh yes, which is really dangerous. It started because we got an adeptus. I, I mean, to- I, even when we came to us to record the game on Tuesday, and yes. I saw like these tiny space marines, and was like. Ben, what is this? There's some crisis suits. <laughs> yeah, sure that's not heresy. <laughs> oh no, no, that was yeah. this is completely separate. I was just like, oh yeah, Tau, Tau, great. It might be cool to make little, little heaven job. You know, I've got space on the print plate. That's exactly what I mean. Like, I'll just put some stuff on there, and I could be like, look, I've got this model, and it will just go in a box, which is a shame. <laughs> um, but if I want to paint bright yellow, uh, then the Tau scenes are there, and I was like, oh, I might as well just see what other STLs have got. So then I printed some eight mil Terminators as well, just five. Like old school Terminators, not the cataphracty ones, just like straight out of the Space Hulk box set. I was like, I just want to paint a little a little stand with five red Terminators on. Just I was gonna they've got to be Blood Angels, right? Yeah, man. Space Hulk stuff. Bright red Terminators. I was like, that'd be really great. That'd be really cool. And they printed out okay, so it's it's all right. Although I've done that thing where there's a bit of a print on my plate for the last couple of days because I I printed a little link like the dude from Zelda for Sam and the shield came off squiffy. Um, but I didn't realize mm. until after I'd like washed it and trimmed it and stuff. And I was taking off the, I was taking off the supports. I was like, Oh no. And by that time I'd put the next print on and I'm too scared to go and check the print plate to see if that shield failed. And if there was some stuff in the resin tray, so I just haven't been outside. I do need to go outside. <laughs> um, so I need to print another link for, for Sam. Um, but yeah, so that's what's been going on in hobby games wise. Not a chance. I got, to, I did get a film a game with you, and it was great fun. Yeah, it was. It was a game. It was a it game. It was a game. Um, yeah, I won't, won't spoil anything about the game, um, but it's definitely one to watch. I don't think uh, new filming style, which is really fun. Yeah, so. I thought it was. It was good fun to try. Uh, I think it went alright actually. I edited the first half of it already, so that will go out to the patrons on Saturday. So I'll finish that off tomorrow night. Uh, before Tiff gets back from work and we move on to Harry Potter movie two, um, and yeah, I can get that. It's good. It's it's good. The game is great fun, and I had some of the camera shots I love. I'm just like so happy with it. So hopefully you guys will like that when it comes out on Sunday. Um, what other other games? You got any games in then? No, no, none at all. Um, other than that, um, yeah, no, I haven't I haven't been able to get down to league, but you know, it's. Other things come up, but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next coming weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that is about it for hobby. Uh, although, on the downside of us filming the way we did downstairs, Ben, I had to move the PC upstairs after. You know, because mm. it, it. Well, I needed it for work. Okay, uh, even though I've got two laptops, I use this PC for work because. It's got a cool green screen setting. And then, um, so we set it all up downstairs and then I promised Tiff that if I could have you round to film that I would tidy the dining room again. So I did, but in doing... In di- over. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, please, you know, if uh, Ben comes around and films, she's like, yeah, yeah, but you know, don't, don't mess up the dining room. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, I will be good. And I was good. Although when I was carrying the PC up the stairs, I slipped and fell down the stairs onto the pc tower oh, wow. unit and this is a big boy right this is a heavy thing um yeah, this is, yeah yeah and i full-on like speared myself in the side and then rolled down half my stairs it was it was brutal uh like tiff was asleep and there was a loud enough noise that it wasn't a case of she was she was beyond like she went past the initial like 
anger at being woken up straight to concerned because I'd made so much noise she thought I died or something. I didn't scream. Oh, God. It was just like, oh, crunch, crunch, crunch. She was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, God, I woke you up. You don't look mad. And she was like, I'm not worried about you. I was like, you're oh, okay wow. now. Like, that sounds really painful. <laughs> it was, it was, it was brutal. I felt I was yesterday. I was like, I was, I don't know, my, the chest, I thought I'd broken a rib because the way I landed on it, I've got it's not a nice mark, but the chest has not been too bad. Mm. Back, the back hurt for a bit. My back and neck caned yesterday. I was like, ah, Neurofen Express like Skittles. I miss Skittles. I buy some Skittles. Um, and, uh, and today, I don't feel too bad, which is really nice. So I went for my uh, my annual review. We went, uh, so I met my manager in Winchester, which was which was really nice, uh, and um, I ended up doing a nine k walk. <laughs> so, so which was really lovely. Hard for that promotion. Yeah, it's just it's just like yeah, no, that's fine. I work from home. Uh, my back hurts. It's not too bad. It'd be nice to get out. You know, go go and and have a look around. And then like done like nine miles or something i was like oh human body's not built for this i work from home now <laughs> I, I, the other day i had 320 steps and i know that all of those were to the kettle like you know <laughs> <laughs> it gets bad it gets really bad like i remember um i was, I was about to say recently i reflect this wasn't recent at all but um there was a time where i thought you know what i should really go for a run um I'm, I'm sat at my desk. I don't. I like roll out of bed, get on my desk, work at a computer, and then spend the evening painting or playing video games. So, at my it's, desk. yeah, it's yeah. it's not great. I don't get a lot of mobility. And I went for like a run, and I genuinely couldn't remember how. <laughs> like I was there, like <laughs> trying to run. Just like is this, is this how you run? Yeah. Like this, <laughs> I felt like I was like a deer walking for the first time. <laughs> it's really, it's really jarring. How like. <laughs> It gets, Bad, the, it gets to the point yeah. you start looking around for Wally to come and, and just like shame you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's my chair. <clears throat> yeah, That's exactly. I want, my, I want my chair. Um, no, uh, the worst thing is we've got this. Uh, we've got this bike slash CrossFit machine that we got during lockdown, uh, and it's just in the mm. shed. Like, <laughs> it's in the shed, and Incredible. it's just covered with empty resin bottles. And I'm like, this could not be more representative <laughs> of my life. <laughs> it's my exercise apparatus, which is now used to store old bottles of resin. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. But there was, I, this, this, there, I did want to talk about another thing, is that I got to go to Harry Potter World. Tiff and I, we, we had it booked mm. in. Uh, the apocalypse struck. We got put back. The apocalypse returned uh got put back again we finally got to go and i went once before like when it first opened and it was awesome um and we had butterbeer ice cream and it was just amazing like we got to go was around dude the, the butterbeer is weird like it, it's not okay. a, it's not you know like when you get a cheap gummy sweet like a cheap gummy uh mm. And and half of the gummy is like a colour, and the other half is that weird plastic white. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like we're talking cheap Haribo here, cheap Haribo fried egg. The white is 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 uh, is gloss, and it shouldn't be right. Well, that the bubbles on top yeah. of butter beer looked like that. It was so weird, and it it was <laughs> it, it was I don't know. 
to this day i don't know and then tiff loves everything like generally speaking apart from celery she she absolutely loves all food and i was like how's this and she was like i don't know if i like it i think continue to drink like the rest of it i was like so what do you reckon you only liked mm. it in the end then she was like i still don't know um but the ice cream was amazing it was like a butterscotch okay. mr whippy 10 out of 10 would recommend Ooh, i don't even nice. know how much it was because that's you gotta be careful it doesn't matter when you doesn't matter i was like 16 pounds for ice cream please uh at least it's not the cinema uh was kind of how i was thinking um but um the next day i had to go out really early and buy tiff the books because i couldn't be bothered to hunt through storage for them so she's rereading them we're watching the movies again uh we watched the first one the other day and the dialogue is awful and it makes me so happy like the the aesthetic of the first harry potter film um it's really weird harry potter talks like a posh old person which is just outrageous he's like like it's something like i say hagrid or like um how is one supposed to pay for this it's really strange it's really strange he was like but hagrid how am i to pay for this i'm like no child ever no child ever like, I'm older than Harry Potter, and I would have been like, um, I'm really sorry, how am I? Like, I don't have any money, like, how am I going to pay for this? Like a human, Harry Potter's like, I say, Hagrid, how is one supposed to pay for one's wand? And I'm just like, there, like, absolutely creeping, like, with laughter. And, um, and then they go into, like, uh, the magic tavern place. And I'm just like, Tiff, why is, why is everyone from Oliver Twist? Like... They walk in. It's like Tory Potter and the philosopher's like, I don't know, jewels or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's very strange. And then the uh they're in they're in the Hogwarts and the uh, the uh the, the janitor dude with the very pretty cat, to be fair. Um the janitor yeah. dudes like wander around and I just I just couldn't help myself. I was like, hey, look, Fagan's looking for them. He's gonna teach them to steal things. And then they go and steal things. And I'm like, wow, I don't remember Harry Potter just being like it's so funny. And and we go to the Harry Potter. Oh, no, the <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, governor. It's uh... a three headed dog. <laughs> exactly. Like it's so good. Um get him run. But they play giant chess and I was just like, ah, oh. oh, dude, that is wicked. Like giant chess cool. or a full sized like. I, so it made me think like if I was insanely rich, like if one day I win mm. the lottery or, you know, I don't know, find that I'm related to, to Bezos. If you were from where the kids in Harry Potter were from. Yeah. Right. And you had that. <laughs> I would, I would pay for full sized live action Blood Bowl. And would it be the would best. be the best pay, like for TV. So uh, Dana White, uh, who's the UFC dude, he's got seven hundred and fifty fighters. Okay, that means we could have about sixty teams, and we just hire UFC people and we line them up and we play blood ball with them. And when Blom blocks another, they have a five second fight to see what happens. It would be amazing. <laughs> It would be like amazing. Yeah, it would just be like, right, go. No, okay, cool. That's a that's a push. You move back one space. Jason Statham look alike. Uh, that's not that's that they all look like Jason Statham. To be fair, but I, I don't know. I just yeah. got, I've got a proper like sidetrack rampage here. But I've just had such a busy week, and I, was I don't like, think I don't even think. Oh, sorry, I was going to say I don't even think it's that far away. Like, I mean, um, 
I was talking to you, I was talking to you earlier about this week. Um, so I did video game design at uni, and my like project, initial project idea, was uh, integrating uh, augmented reality into tabletop yes. gaming. Yes. And you know, you could you could just have like AR cameras when it becomes you know the technology becomes deeper, more readily available, more wide scale. You can have AR games of Blood Bowl where you have the animations from the video game, but you can control it. It'd be so like, you have like I want this player to move up. It'd be like Star Wars. And you could watch them brawl. Yeah, <laughs> let the Wookiee like, win. Like, real scale. Oh man, it'd just be so good. Like it's just oh. so. I don't know. It's been a fun week. It's been a non-stop week. I've literally haven't. I, I need to sleep more, even though I've got some. The great thing about being in Winchester is that I had to take a, a call and I parked up in a Sainsbury's car park to take the call. And then I realized that Sainsbury's sell my favorite strawberry and kiwi energy drink. So I walked in and bought like 36 individual cans of pink bolt zero and then discovered that they don't have a quantity button on their till, which I, I find outrageous. So this poor old dude was like, how many do you have? And I was like, oh, 36. I'm really sorry. And he's like, I was like, 36. He was like, "Oh, I don't have it. I have to scan them all." I was like, "No, surely, surely you can just like type in thirty-six to do this." He was like, "No, they took that away from us." And I'm like, "What the heck is going on at Sainsbury's where they're not allowed with the quantity in?" I was like, "Dude, like I work in retail. That's that's a that's like a war crime. Like what they're doing to you is is this this is Geneva Convention stuff. I mean, on the scale of things that are wrong in this world, the Tory Garden Party is is quite high up there. But then there's Sainsbury's taking away the quantity button at the till and punishing their troops. Just be like, ah, how many you got? Seven? You better scan it seven times. Yeah. It's just brutal. I'm like, if they did that in my company, like, our partners would, like, some of them would die. Because it's just, it's just, it, there's just a quality of life thing. Like, it's not okay. Like, it's annoying on the iPhone that when you're watching Netflix on your phone, you can't turn off all your notifications. So that when you guys spam in the WhatsApp group, it just keeps coming down. Right? That's a crime. But there is a, the, the ability to stop people from putting in quantities on a checkout is just torture. Like, I, uh, I I if the EU didn't hate us so much, I would contact them about a civil and human rights violation. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh man, because I felt like an absolute poor guy. I was just like oh, thirty-six. I'm really sorry. And he's just like beep, beep. And if you scan it too quickly, oh, it doesn't oh, work. Man. I was just like, I'm going to be late for my meeting. I'm just going to rock up with like two Sainsbury's bags full of sleep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's um, that's been my week. A week in the, the life of Bonehead Ben. But this weekend is going to be fun. Tiff's working Saturday, so I'm just going to focus on chilling out and doing some content, which is great, and trying again, catch up with messages and emails and stuff. And then uh, we've got how we're watching Harry Potter episode two, Attack of the Spiders, nice. on Friday night, which is going mm -hmm. to be cool. And then she's off Sunday, and we're doing, we're doing something. I don't know what it is. I assume she'll let me know. I can't remember. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, the giant spider. I don't understand. I assume she'll let me know. I can't remember. Me too, Siri. Me too. <laughs> in a row, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, the giant spider in Harry Potter world was not okay with that. You you were prepared for this. I remember you saying you were you were nervous going in. Like, it's it that it's, bad. It's just an animatronic, though, right? Oh like, yeah, it's can't... it's it's obviously not a real spider because it is the size of a van. 
but also my mind is like <laughs> yeah hello mate that spider's the size of a van is that okay and like my mm. inner system's like no 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 this is cthulhu level of madness like it's it's there's eight arms they're moving why are they moving and they're everywhere it's horrid ben it's literally horrid. I don't. I don't okay. Spiders are like above you as well. Do you have the ones that kind you of have drop to walk down underneath or? them and they're going up and down? And it's oh. just like the worst <laughs> Halloween situation. Tiff's like, but it's not real. I was like, I don't. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't like stuff above me. It's very yeah. weird. This is why I can't go in oceanariums. Um, and when we went to the Scottish. <laughs> Sharks like, above you. Yeah, I can't deal with it, man. I went. We went into the Scottish Museum of of stolen stuff. And like you go in and there's loads of like squids and sharks like above you properly creep me out. Like Tiff's like, are you okay? And I'm like, my neck, like my neck is exposed. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with you? I, I don't know. Like give me my hood. Uh, weird. So yeah, apparently my only fear, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of failure. I am afraid of big things that are not real above me. And I don't know why. Okay. And it, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Anyway, uh, thank you for this session of therapy. I appreciate it, listeners. I am very That's sorry. Okay. I am very sorry. But I'm, through it. Well, I'm just hoping that in some way this will make some people feel way better about themselves. <laughs> so, at least you're not scared of giant spiders made of coconut hair. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I think it's best that we skip to the next segment now. Uh, the next segment is going to be our interview with John. Ben couldn't make it because he is a trumpet star. Um, left hand trumpet, mm. right hand keypad, left leg, left hand trumpet, left hand trumpet, no, not, no. right hand keyboard. That, that's that's left, impossible. Left leg tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, is it the wrong way around? No, uh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Anyway, Ben was at band practice. Ben was at band practice. So I couldn't make it. And I, I, I booked it at a poor time. But we did get to spend um, a good half an hour or so with, with John, the who is brute fun, who designed the Black Orc team and has moved on to designing the Lizardman team and is designing something else very cool that is not lizards or orcs. Uh, so enjoy. And um, yeah, we'll be back in a second. Okay, and we are very lucky today. Uh, ben, Bloodside Ben, is uh, sadly at band practice right now because he actually plays the trumpet in a band, which is quite cool. But uh, I have been joined by John from Brute Fun, uh, a 3D sculptor extraordinaire, I'm going to declare you, as I have done. <laughs> How you doing today, John? You right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm a bit humbled, but otherwise, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> so excited. I, I watch a lot of your stuff. So. Oh, brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Um, this is um, this is brute fun, okay? This, this is the, the, the chap who, who sculpted the Black Orc team, has just dropped a completed Lizardman team with some awesome star players and big Croxagors. I was downloading, in fact... Yeah, I've finished downloading them now, which is cool. So I'll be printing them soon. So we're doing a print to pitch video for that team soon. Um, so yes, John graciously agreed to spend some time with us today to talk about 3D printing and, and things like that. Uh, so did put a post out on a Patreon, got some great questions for John. So John, first and foremost, how did you get into Blood Bowl? Uh, played, a friend of mine got me into it uh, probably... 15 years ago or so um just went over to his house and he had a 
like I, I've always liked miniatures, but always liked orcs. Uh, and so he was like, yo, you want to play this football game that has orcs in it? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I've never been a big sports fan in general, but he, he had me at orcs. Yeah. Uh, the game was right fun, and then uh, the Blood Bowl on the, on the PC came out, so we played a lot of that. And that's mostly been my experience with Blood Bowl after that was the computer games. Um, and then very recently, uh, maybe a year and a half ago or so uh taking a stroll around my neighborhood and saw a couple people just outside playing a miniature games of some kind so i overcame my natural shyness and just like what are you guys playing <laughs> they mentioned blood bowl i was like holy crap i know that game <laughs> yeah and so that's what got me back in and then i got my nephew into it so you've been playing fairly regularly oh fantastic well you're, you're an orc coach so is is orcs your your main team is that what you like at the moment is it black orcs what's your what flavor well, so, of yeah so originally i'd uh so before before the new edition of blood bowl came out does orc teams were orcs and lizards were my favorite teams uh like again aesthetically i really really like the orcs and then i also really like the lizards but then play style was I, I had more success with the lizards overall so i was like you know gravitate towards uh, you don't play, you don't play to win knows. but losing every game is great either so <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's nice just to take the gloves off and, and put down that lizard man team and just be like, yeah, this is much well, it's better. Also, it's also because my, the the friend that got me into football is a real, like his favorite team is Skaven. So yes. it was nice to have pieces that could keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Skaven lizard man matchup, I'm a huge Skaven coach, love him. But lizards, they have the edge. They can just destroy you and keep up with you. It's 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 uh, It's broken. I love lizards as well. Really love lizards, and I really love your lizard team. So I'm just going to quickly cut the screen to the other screen where I've got uh, your your post up here, so we can have a look at the lizardman team as you're going through. I mean, I absolutely love uh, this sculpt. So I'm not surprised you've gone from black orcs to lizards uh, for your first two teams. That makes an awful lot of sense. I mean, let's um, let's start with the black orc team. Let's start with the with the black orc team with your sculpting. Uh, Picked up yep. Blood Bowl, loved it, came back to it. Uh, what made you start sculpting? Is, is it is it your job or is it just like I wanted to sculpt some stuff? So uh, quite literally just did it on a whim and because <laughs> I was bored. Uh, I've never 3D, like I think if my only 3D sculpting experience before September 2021 was maybe 15 years ago in 3ds max where oh, wow. i tried it for 10 minutes and didn't like it <laughs> uh, but i've been like i've been drawing and like i do like actual uh, like clay sculpting so i, I had a skill set that translated to digital but never did anything digitally before september of last year then wow. the quite later the, the blitzing black orc from the from the team is literally the first thing i did like my first thing ever made three that's amazing that's actually the first one i printed of your uh of your team i was like right let's print it 100 percent scale let's see how big this guy is awesome yeah, absolutely the, the scale is short. no that you tell you what every 3d printed team um the scale's different and you know what yeah. when it the thing is every games workshop team scale is different i was really blown away the other day when i used the dwarves as a as a scale comparison and i was like hang on these guys are 
these guys are really small compared to like the other teams. So, and then there's the Elven Union team. So bear this in mind if you're ever going to be sculpting any Elven teams. Um, the Elven Union dudes are flipping giant. They're at least okay. 110% scale. The Wood Elves, 90% scale. So it doesn't matter. And the beautiful thing about 3D printing is if you print a dude and he's too small or too big, you literally just scale him up or down and you can you know brew it up however you like which means it's great for finding a cool model and then printing it ogre sized for a big guy on your team <laughs> anyway so you got into the sculpting with the black orcs that first black orc was the one you did i mean how long does it take you now i guess um to to sculpt a dude because you've just knocked this team out in what feels like four weeks tops probably a bit more um it's been <laughs> so doing this for about for four and a half months now i've uh, done two teams which is about 16 plus 22 i suck at math that's They're nearly 40 now yeah yeah so 38 models um it depends so the the big guys take a lot longer because it like it it really is a an exponential effort with just even small increases in size like the the stunties uh, actually i was really proud of myself for the, the skinks um managed i managed to do two in a day oh wow yeah the skinks um, look brilliant the skinks look brilliant you really nailed it that's my favorite star that's my favorite I, 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 i'm really proud of the snake yeah it's awesome i think that'll probably be on the first print i think <laughs> for this uh because i mean the sculpts are absolutely brilliant the dynamism is really 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 good now one thing that i mean is undeniable is that when it comes to the style they're very similar in games workshop style um is that by design is that because you like the aesthetic uh yeah it really is so so like to address a lot of the um so for the the black books um i never had any intention to like publish and sell or anything i, I literally was just making this for myself um yeah mainly uh, essentially think of it as just a, a different form of fan art um and then when i posted it on reddit just for some feedback i was like hey i made a thing what do you guys think uh you know got some positive feedback it's when i posted the troll that uh i had demands of oh. making the files available yeah and that's that's entirely fair as well that troll is brilliant like the troll like i mean the team is brilliant the black Hawk team is brilliant it does have a lot of key aesthetics that are similar to the games workshop one i was like oh sweet We've got more pieces for a Blackhawk team. And then I saw the troll. I was like, oh, the team is fixed. <laughs> oh, we have a cure. We have a cure for the random just... Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I don't like the, Blood Bowl, the, the, the Games Workshop Blood Bowl troll. No. Uh, the, the pose is just unfortunate. It's But also just uh, the aesthetic. It, um, and then I just... Because I have... Uh, actually, I have it right here. Because I, I made one just with, with green stuff uh i'll get me this guy i don't know how well they'll translate oh brilliant that's a is that based off the is that fully sculpted is that based off the rock gut trogoths so it's a trogoth and then i, yeah. I sculpted like black orc armor on him to yeah. to make him fit the team and also just with the, uh, the idea of a trained troll as opposed to just a, a, a wild troll yeah for yeah. that that extra plus one on the loader which is a massive impact yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's 
I, I love my train troll. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've failed a loner yet. Ooh, that's a there's a curse. And now, of course, now, <laughs> yeah, it's a curse. No, I want to get it. I want to get a message. I'll share it with the podcast. You're like, yeah, failed a loner four times this game. <laughs> Just been stupid the entire time. No, absolutely brilliant. So, what what so far has been your favorite model that you've sculpted? Uh, it's actually my second black orc, the one that's like really just like has his arms splayed out and is basically just daring like come at me. Oh, the fight pose uh, guy. Yeah, and the one that has like the the like the Hannibal Lecter kind of mask with the nose ring. Yeah, that's like I have a I have a uh, but that's probably my favorite. Just that that mask has always been like my absolute favorite black orc mask of any fantasy of any any style across like games and like i've always just loved that particular like gw black orc head so much so Damn. uh but other than that that's been uh i really like how the the star player for the the, the, the sora star player turned out the was... sora star player this one here unfortunately colts wouldn't load that particular image first yeah. time this big boy in the background with the kind of predator claw yeah yeah it looks absolutely chonky um i mean I, I don't know did you play warhammer like were you involved in warhammer in the olden days though back the back in the square base yeah. days at all yeah fantasy battle i had i had orcs yeah because uh, never really played because i was i was very young but i basically i just remember going into a game store once and like the sub was like holy crap they make little toys of warcraft orcs <laughs> Yeah. How, 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 how would I you? <laughs> yeah did you see the cool starcraft stuff on the other side of the shop um, yeah <laughs> no because this guy absolutely has got that throwback look of the the temple guard from, yeah, the, yeah, from the, this this guy needs to be painted blue like because it just looks like the old green based temple guard guys and he looks brilliant i uh, really yeah really 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 cool piece of work um, yeah, and that's something. That's something like that, that's what I was going for. Like I wanted like a kind of temple guard source because originally too, when I was uh, before I started with the, uh, like I was planning on giving everybody some kind of helmet, like a skull helmet. So I was juggling the idea of uh, like a triceratop helmets for everybody, or yeah. um, uh, I don't know how well you know your dinosaurs. Medium, um, medium, but, not as well as my uh, uh, best friend's kid, but but you know, uh, Pachycephalosaurus. Yep. Yeah, the one with the, the one long, with the, yeah. The well, no, no, those are the. Oh, that's Parasaurolophus. Sorry, yeah, Pachys Pachycephalosaurus is the one with the bowl the on his head. Bone. Yeah, yeah, the boneheads ones. Yep. Yeah. Get my Pachycephalosaurus so, and my Parasaurolophus mixed up. It's terrible. It's a terrible happens problem. Happens to everybody. <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean I've got yeah. to say the Crocs is amazing too, like. Croxagores. I mean, Games Workshop have waited forever to release one. Um, and just over the last kind of year, like drips and drabs of really cool ones come, and yours has landed up there as well. The great thing is, with your work and the work of everybody else out there, one day when I run out of topics for a top five Friday, I can put out top five third party Croxagores now because there's that many great ones. <laughs> yeah, well, there, uh, there's one that I really like off of Colts that uh, kind of inspired me to like. Well, because I essentially I ended up doing that. Uh, so the Crocs I just did as a as a palate cleanser because I was tired of doing orcs for a bit. Um, <laughs> and then when I was done with the orc team, I was like, well, I already had the Crocs, might as well make wizards. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, as, as I started working on it, and then GW released their Crocs, I'm like, oh, okay then. Uh, yeah, that's kind of always the way. Um, now, talking about inspiration, palette cleanses, uh, so many people have asked, what's next for you? So, I mean, is there anything you're brewing up at the moment that maybe you could uh, hint as to what your next project might be? And and judging by this timeline, this will be, what, in January? <laughs> yeah, that'll be out tomorrow. Um, <laughs> oh, spoilers. Scoop. I know, so it's... Um... So the next team is going to be uh, High Elves, oh. uh, but before I get to, so right now I'm just working up the the foundation model for the. Well, I'm I'm, I'm basically working up a a universal humanoid. Okay. Because because I'm new at this and I I'm essentially learning from frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically designing a universal template to work from. That'll make uh, po uh, posing especially easier. So is um, is that is that akin to the old um, sculptor's dolls, where you've got that armature, and then you kind of repose and, and build up on that? Is that how that works? That's that's how I'm approaching it because uh, the the software I'm using because I'm uh, a couple of people have asked just on Reddit and stuff like that. It's a uh, is Blender, which is a free yeah. open source. Um, so it's it's great. Because who doesn't like free things? Yeah, well, yeah, um, the camera takes a little bit of use to get used to. Um, I found, but you are probably all over that now. But because you got... uh, actually, that's that's one of the things that I really liked with Blender. Because before that, my experiences have been 3ds Max, and I briefly tried ZBrush, and I ZBrush apparently so navigation is like I couldn't get into it. So the I found Blender to be much more intuitive to to work with, which was nice. Um. Uh, blender's uh, blender's good fun but it is it's uh it's really interesting like when it comes to sculpting you've got to have uh an artist's knack you've got to be able to visualize building something creating something and then you kind of level it up when it comes to digital sculpting because anybody can technically grab some green stuff and just their thumbs and make something but you have to be able to both be able to kind of visualize the creative the creation aspect and also have the technical ability to right click the correct amount of times and to disable your hotkeys and move the camera around in blender and and, and do do all the work it's it's so really to be, interesting to be fair something that exponentially improves the user experience of digital sculpting is a tablet uh, ah okay is that how you do it then yeah, yeah, because um, because uh, I, I I draw digitally too, but um, yeah, so just a just a pen tablet it doesn't have to be anything fancy, um, and that like sculpting with a mouse, like uh, you will ruin your wrists in like a week. <laughs> That's my experience has been. I I we got hold of a a three D, a great three D model, and uh, I wanted to sculpt a, a alternate face for it. Yeah. Uh, and I downloaded ZBrush, downloaded Blender. Blender, fine. You know what? You got the little cursor thing in the corner. You got to click and stuff. And once you get used to it, it's all right. And it was, it was, it was challenging. It was good to do. Like I did the alternate face, and I was like, you know what? I've printed this. I've done this. That's fine. For that's, I'm okay with this. But yeah, I mean, having that interface, man, that actually sounds a lot nicer. <laughs> Oh, it it is absolutely it is night and day because when I first downloaded Blender just to see if I could you know, 
and just try again because I was I was bored looking for something to do. So it happens, especially right. last year. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I was for the for the first week I was I because I couldn't find I didn't know where my tablet ended up it uh, uh, it ended up being stored away so I didn't have it so was using the mouse for about a week and that, that motivated me to nope I'm going to go find it and I no, I'm not sculpting until I find it. <laughs> uh the old storage issue yeah no i don't go into my storage unit unless i really need something or tiff really really decides to need something um we went to harry potter land at the weekend and on the drive home she was like oh where are all our harry potter books i was like they're in storage sweetheart and she was like oh do you think maybe we could go to storage tomorrow i'm like okay yeah so tell me first thing i did this that, that next day was go straight to waterstones and buy a new set for her because i was like no 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 it's in storage but i mean a tablet is not a set of books so yeah yeah, and again, to be to be fair, I luckily I didn't have to storage is in my house, so I didn't have to travel anywhere. I just had to move a couple boxes, move a couple boxes, um, and dig it out. But yeah, so to answer like um, what I essentially didn't do is because Blender has some really neat tools. The problem is my computer is maybe two steps above a potato, so there's a lot of the features in Blender that ah, like they'd be nice if I could get them to work but i also don't feel like sitting for two hours waiting yeah. for it to process something yeah uh so because there is a there's a way where i can make a just a solid mesh and then put in a skeleton and then animate it or pose it and then it'll do all the deformations for me however that's that's a lot more intensive yeah so instead i just end up sculpting in kind of what you said uh an art an artist's like reference doll or just something that you can pose a kind of a maquette or what i like to call for lack of a better uh, an action figure so just yeah all the things and then pose everything individually manually tiny digital yeah. gi joes that you can add triceratops and uh pachycephalosaurus heads to yeah and then and then, and then print them <laughs> yeah and that's a couple thing it's a because i don't have a 3d printer myself so that's an that's one of the uh, one of the other big things when I first started publishing after people started asking to ask to patrol. I'm like, okay, well, I'll put this up, but I have no idea how if this is going to work. <laughs> how to take it to print? Yeah, like here's the SDL, like here's the the the, the object file, like go crazy. But yeah, and then like I've, and then I had it in my head, like okay, it's probably going to be easier if we get printed in several pieces. So I'm like. I tried cutting it and then hopefully this works if this doesn't here's just a whole model i had very no experience and i haven't really looked into 3d printing so it really was just i started doing this more as a, just a, an art project fan art kind of thing with yeah eventually would get my hands on a printer and you know work that headache out but it's when oh, yeah. people ask me to, to put that out all of itself ask me to yeah. Um, people ask me to put that out then I'll like, okay, but good luck and if if it's broken, let me know and I'll try to fix it. <laughs> well, I've gotta say the troll uh is the only one of the models that I printed in the pieces. Yeah. And it fit together perfectly. So congratulations. I didn't I assumed that, that had been a trials of your labor of like, right, print, ah oh, damn, it doesn't quite work. Right, let's reprint it. Because every time I print something, uh there's there's a there's a chance that you're gonna have to learn from that and do it again. But the troll came out perfectly first time. And I think I think you've got it pre-supported in there as well. Well say uh, so that's uh, something else to with the pre supports uh weren't done by me. 
um, this was just a, a very kind and helpful person that bought the files. I was like, well, I supported them to print them myself, so here's the files. Uh, because I don't have a 3D printer, so I don't know what to do. And the other thing too is, you know, I could try, I could try supporting it, but because I have no way of validating if it would work, I would yeah. rather just here's the files unsupported. Definitely, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have you put in trust that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever that was was an absolute legend because they did a great yeah, job. He's, he's named in all the files as uh, Ethier, oh, which brilliant. that's uh, his username. No, no, no. They did a great job. And uh, I mean, love the Black Hawk team. It came up beautiful. Very excited to see where you're going with the High Elves. Uh, what, what, what pushed you in the direction of High Elves if you're a, if you're a, a Lisbon and Orc player of old? Well, so I basically wanted to make a team that's not a series of brutes and little guys. For one. <laughs> that's, um, that's fair. They have a similar makeup. Uh, but also it's just uh, something that's a bit different. That's something that I would find a bit more challenging is just uh, making it's weird because uh, the challenge itself is not going to be so much in them though because anatomically they're basically humans and yeah I, I know I know enough about anatomy at this point but it's just uh, trying to find a, an aesthetic and I was originally going to do dark elves um, but then somebody mentioned like, well, if you're going to do elves do high elves instead because we need models we do we do need models there's a couple of teams out there i don't think i've seen i really don't think i've seen uh, an stl team so what i love for high elves uh and but i will say they're kind of the favorites to be the games workshop release so if you smash it like you smash the troll and the croxagore and then games workshop go <laughs> Go and drop a high elf team. <laughs> well, oh yeah, that's a. I I don't think I'm going to be eating GW's lunch anytime soon. So, and I'm not trying to either, um, because that's uh, because it was a fair point with the uh, what you brought up on the in the print pitch, which I I love the video by the way. I watched it several times. I even watched it today just to brush up on brush some up. things. <laughs> what did Ben um, say about me? Let's just. <laughs> oh, it was. Like, was beyond the, the video window a lot better than than i thought it would especially for like easy to easy to paint and that they translated really well but like, it was oh. it was great i chilled out watched i watched the witcher season two and just sort of painted away and it came up brilliantly and i was like this is actually really really nice to paint this was so it's just i'm not looking for stressful painted models anymore and that well, really, so it was perfect. The lizardmen, like the lizardmen, hopefully aren't so bad. Well, I think this because of the way the the texture is brilliantly done, by the way, and the level of detail you've gone into the armor. I think this might be where I start playing with some contrasts uh, to see actually how quickly I can paint it up because the detail is right there. So actually, I haven't done a lot with contrasts, and uh, Army Painter have got a new set coming out that's very much like contrasts. Yeah, yeah, so, speed paint. I think. Yeah, the speed paint. So getting quite excited about that. But actually, I've, I've got one contrast paint, and it's brown, and I use it for basing. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that's uh, that really qualifies me. So this is. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, this might be the time where I bust out some contrast paints. Uh, and yeah, and that was. That was my aim, at least for for the scaling. As uh, as some a uh, couple people on Reddit have sent me uh, some pictures. Uh, somebody sent me uh, some pictures of of them starting to paint, and at least for the skinks, and it looks like the scaling works beautifully. Like it's it it actually comes out very well. Uh, for the saurus, most of it comes out. Some of the smaller scales on the on the tail don't seem to 
but he said it could have been because of the base code or whatever. But also, like I said, they kind of just merge into slightly bigger scales, which works. And you know what? When it comes to that level of detail, you, I love detailed models. It's great fun, but these are for gaming. You don't need them like super deep. These do not need to be micro scale World War II ships with rigging. Like we, we don't need that for Blood Bowl because these dudes are going to get knocked over, right? Even the Saurus, they are going to get knocked over. Black yeah. Orcs will see to that. I know a really big troll that will probably be able to do it. And <laughs> so it's fine. Like this is this is excellent detail without being just unnecessary which yeah and that's so i think that yeah and this is where like i'm, I'm trying to and this because i'm still learning so a lot of it just like i'll release this and then hopefully everything works out and then uh, people aren't generally shy on the internet to say hey this is this, this work. So i'm i'm happy to take that feedback into because i can fix it or i can improve that's that's um, awesome that's such a good attitude to have i mean aesthetic wise nailed it i like that you got the different heads as well for the lizards with the the i don't know what's the, the mouth guard yeah mouth guards uh, the, the the dentistry piece uh which you've got yeah, bang on by the way um yeah and essentially the, the reason for that is simply because i have no idea how well this will print so i was like all right here's a per here's a version that doesn't have this in case this is too fiddly that it just you can't remove the supports without breaking it off anyways no this would, that's, i don't that'll have, be fine i actually uh, I, I think i, don't I have a way to validate it yet yeah i think i bought the first one you released and um started pre-supporting it and then something happened and i went and did something else but i think i've had a failed print and it took me about four days to front up to going outside putting the gloves on and scraping the detritus out it wasn't one of these that failed it was i have every now and again i get really excitable and print loads of like battle tech stuff that i really yeah. don't need uh, but i support it and i don't do that very well so every now and again i take the plate off i get really excited and i realize i've got a whole mech missing and it's in the bottom of my resin tank um mm. so i never got around to printing the first one but I started looking at the pre-supports and actually because of the way the scales roll, you roll them onto their back, you can get the pre-supports going into the base of the scales and actually the face mask just prints itself. So shouldn't you shouldn't really need any support. So it, it's not going to be a problem, um, but that that will be my challenge now. This is this is good. I like this. Um, I got got bullied by Ian Triple Pal Triplo, our 3D printer uh, kind of correspondent, for a while because I hate pre-supporting my own stuff. I've started getting better at it now, so this is this is it. The key is just having something worth putting the effort in to try and fail first. Um, well, I mean, to, to to alleviate your future woes, at least can't can't do anything for it now. But I did, so I did use some of the proceeds for the from the Blackwork sales to to get myself a 3d printer that should get here around april oh fantastic which one did you go yeah, for which one are you uh went for the frozen mini 8k oh okay 8k nice very nice um, I, I did a bit of research and ended up being just that has the highest uh resolution per square uh, per square inch so yeah. it's 22 pixels per inch or something uh, well, just for anybody out there watching, I've got the uh, the Mars 2 Pro and everything prints out just great. So, uh, and I had the Mars 1, I've got the Mars 1, but that was an electrical issue, uh, which led to me rage buying the Mars 2 and um, everything printed out great on that. So you don't need uh, like a, a Saturn or you don't need like a, a $500 plus printer to print out this, this kind of model at that tabletop level, not by a long shot. There's... The Mars One is probably 200, 
dollars now and actually that's you will well, be actually, able to print stuff great probably one of my favorite pictures um someone sent me so you can actually find it on on cults because they actually did because cults you can do a make and then link it to the file you, that you made uh, but somebody sent me a picture at some point of um they printed one of the black orcs on an f on an fdm printer oh wow and yeah you could see you could see like the layering but it turned out surprisingly well and i was like oh, okay then it almost seems like i know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you sculpt well, it will print well. That is that is a genuine, true story. Okay, cool. So the Black Orc team went well. The Lizardman team looks amazing. I'm very much looking forward to printing that out. I, I'm excited for High Elves. Hopefully everything goes all right and we get a cool team with that. Um, I mean, one of the other questions is, uh, have you thought about doing some star players? That was probably before the Lizardman team landed with some cool star players in. Well, yeah. And yeah, so that's um, well, technically the troll was a star player. Ah, uh, was it Ripper? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was also, but then because uh, this is actually the second take on him, which, uh, with the 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 hand had to be uh, remodeled because uh, it wasn't quite table friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like the the, the pose, was, uh, the the original pose was a bit more to my liking, but unfortunately the the hand was outstretched way too much. But, you'd have to basically put him sideways to face anything. Ah, that's the downside of tabletop sometimes, is you're supposed to fit the dude in a 34mm square. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciated the, the learning experience. I was like, right, I have to, this is a consideration I have to make. Like, this can't just be like a cool epic model if it has to work as a game piece. Ah. Um, so we got, so, you so, say, so you're saying we might have a collector's edition coming of the of the troll? <laughs> well, the, 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 the original files are, are there if anybody wants to print it um and again it's just him with his hand slightly more outstretched and he's not, he doesn't have his hand like on the ground yeah i like the uh, the three point stance it is very very cool uh but yeah so rip so the, the troll was technically a first star player but then just he works as just a generic troll too and then yeah the two uh three star players for the lizard men team um and then technically there's a fourth lizard man if you count all the croxagore options because that, that was the Krogzagor too, though, was a, an exercise in can I make a model that has a lot of alternate options? Okay. So that's why he has, uh, like, if you go, if you find the picture with the Krogzagor, there's like four sets of four heads. Oh, um, wow. So I can print off a Krogzagor team. Excellent. You could. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the Krogzagor ended up being, uh, he has. Four heads, basically one one version of each with the mouth guard and without, and then there's one version that has a feathered headdress, the other one without. So that's the one without the, the headdress. And then he has a he has a, just an empty fist or the the punch dagger, and then he has four different sets of legs, mainly because there's one where you can have skulls on his loincloth or no skulls. Then there's one, and then I very recently added, decided to add a bit more bling to his tail because his tail was basically bare compared to the rest of the team. So I was like, ah, let's make them match a bit more. <laughs> okay, that that, and then I figured, that brings up a really, really solid question then that I have to ask you. How do you know when to stop? That's, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm good at that question. <laughs> uh, this is where the, actually, the, the so the, 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 the Sora star player, the one with the Triceratops skull, is, uh, 
I'm that's the one I'm most looking forward to seeing pictures of uh, printed and painted because that's the one where I'm like borderline is like did I go too far? Like that's the one I'm actually curious to see because I I actually have a because uh, the other, the other thing that I really really appreciate is a three D printing three D printing communities pretty damn chill and awesome. It's just it's just creating stuff. It's that's it's just pure best of humanity in one spot but also you kind of have to be a little bit of a chemist um <laughs> to get it right but the reason i bring this up is because i don't have a 3d printer however i currently have so this is the progs that were printed up oh wow because someone someone was kind enough to just print them for me and send it to me oh that's so good right but they also printed my black works which was very nice uh, i'm gonna Gonna bail on that. I think my internet is pushing its limits, um, which is a shame. But no, the Crocs is absolutely sweet. Okay, I just have a couple more questions that our guys on Patreon pop through. Um, when it comes to miniature companies, do you think that 3D printing, 3D sculpting, is going to be a long-term uh, liability, a long-term threat to them for the way they operate? Not particularly. Uh, main reason being, especially at this, at the stage it's in, it's like you said in in the videos, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And even, uh, but even and even if somebody puts in a lot of the work for you, like supporting and all that, but you still have to. It's there's still a barrier to entry that's pretty high. And then, and even at even at the prices, like even though you know, they're much more affordable now. It's still like if you're only going to print one team, you're not going to go out to buy a printer yeah. just to do that team. Uh, there's that. Two is uh, even when even if it does come to the point where you know you can get a 3D printer that'll do everything for you with very little must and fuss. That's for, the dream. Know, for very 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 cheap. Um, that's it's a new it's it's. It, you you adapt or you adapt or die, essentially. It's it's G, GW or any other of the big companies. They can like they can dip into it they, too. They, 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 I'm pretty sure they they have enough. They've made enough in the past. That they they can tackle this problem on their own and make alternatives. Because at the end of the day, too, is it's, this is this is just options. Like I'm, my team's not meant to replace the GW team. Is there like I just made a black orc team that I thought would look cool, and then people said, "Hey, can I buy that?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, and it worked. Uh, I was one of those people, um, which is which is awesome. Uh, but no, I completely agree with you. It, it is options, and when it comes to three D printing, it's very much the same as like Grebo or Punga or Fanath. The third party teams they make Blood Bowl stuff because Blood Bowl is cool, and they like making Blood Bowl stuff. Um, it, you know, having a 3D printed team versus having a team from Punga Miniatures or something like that. It's it's exactly the same. And you know what? These guys have been around for a long time. Third party stuff has been around for a long time. And all the primary miniature companies doing just fine. So Yeah, that's a, that's that's another point here too, is like it's I don't Games Workshop like I love I love their models and that's probably like the biggest compliment I got out of that that, that print to pitch was that they were like qualitative, qualitatively similar. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, because yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Actually, when um, it comes to the 3D printed stuff, um, 
when the Games Workshop plastics, they have they ha you have to have flat spots uh, if you're doing those big sprues. The 3D printed stuff doesn't need to have the flat spots. So like the 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 Blood Bowl Orc team, not the Black Orc team, but the Orc team, there was a lot of like under bits that were just kind of GI Joe trouser territory that was just kind of round plastic. 3D prints, yeah. they don't have that element. Now, I don't want yeah. to paint all that element, but you know. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to pull them out of a mold, so you don't have to worry about the, exactly like, any kind of undercutting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, that was something that, that's, that's the appeal of it um, for, for 3D printing, is that, yeah, you, you can get more organic, more... Uh, just, just more complete like, picture. Just, just, yeah, just, just, just better, a better design, but you yeah, get a bit more freedom when it comes to it actually i think yeah exactly you 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 have one limitation that's been completely removed you have yeah. others however oh yeah um, oh yeah well we'll see about that when i print off the mouth guards uh <laughs> yeah that's well, that's the thing most of the most of the options are really just like i don't know if this will work so i'll make an option that doesn't have it i cannot so, tell you how much we appreciate that just as people who are 3d printing like just the, the extra options are so good because like that doesn't work i'm not going to bother print this guy instead it's just so helpful um really really is helpful but i have i have one more question for you that was asked for our patrons which i think is an absolutely brilliant one uh if games workshop come to you and they say hey john how'd you like a job how would you feel about that i would say no <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, mainly because it's. I, I like I like Games Workshop's products. Can't say I'm a big fan of uh, many of their business practices. So it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, don't mention Warhammer Plus. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say. There, it would be a very significant offer for me to say yes. <laughs> and so. No, no, that's brilliant. I just thought it was an absolutely brilliant question out there because we've seen this happen. Uh, there was a, a guy called Windsor Chog who did some great sculpting for Blood Bowl, some great big guy sculpting, and then had to shut up shop because he went and took a job with Games Workshop. And we're seeing some of the star players that are released from Games Workshop now, and they've got a lot of the design elements that Windsor used to have. And we're looking at these and we're like, I'm pretty sure I used to pay £12 for this model. <laughs> now it's Forge World. <laughs> yeah, this, and again, this is like when it comes to like pricing and things, it's... For me, I've just been pricing them as, ah, oh, this seems fair. If I sell like 20 of these, then I'm okay. Nah, that's that, that's perfect. That's what we want to see. But hey, um, I mean, John, that's 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 awesome. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to add or anything? Um, where can we see your work? Where's best to follow you? Sounds like Reddit's a pretty great place. Well, yeah, so because this was all started on a whim and uh, I'm, I'm still figuring some stuff out, uh, I'm basically figuring out like a social media presence, which I love, but might have to bite that bullet. Uh, Reddit is where the, the, just the Blood Bowl subreddit is usually where I'll post uh, like the models as I finish them. Although I'm, I might uh, I might stop spamming the, the, the page for a bit. Uh, probably looking looking into Patreon or something like that to Brilliant. possibly set up. Uh, that might be a better alternative yeah so consider me now, signed up so yeah for now it's basically just reddit because i'm i don't really have a social media presence hey you've got to do what you enjoy like the creating of a social media aspect you've created two great teams and you know what found them without 
much pomp and circumstance i stumbled across it like don't go doing stuff you don't enjoy because it's just it's not worth it uh, reddit's also, working it's yeah and then for like cults the reason i uploaded there is quite literally because when they were asking for the troll i was like oh okay well i don't really know where to post this and cults was the first option that i was given but okay let's try that uh, but there's my mini factory that I can look into. Yeah, so, yeah. Those are uh, the, the two the two big ones. That's what I look at every night when Tiff's telling me about her day. I'll be like looking through. I'm like, well, what cool stuff's on my mini factory? But what cool stuff's on Colts? That's where I found the Blackhawk team. I was like, oh, let's scroll by new. What we got going? What What is this? This is, this is a, what is this? And then, yeah, the rabbit hole was, was discovered. Uh, and a very happy night that was. So that's absolutely brilliant, John. I'm happy that the, I'm happy the team is <laughs> is, is to the people's liking. I, I did this for me, and it's, it's it's great that other people are like that's cool. Ah, super cool. Your work's excellent. I appreciate it. More blood bowl is more better. That's what we go by, and and actually, uh, you are massively contributing to that. So thank you very much, John. And thank you very much for spending some time with me tonight having a chat. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. To, thank you for having me. to make sure nice awesome look please keep us updated if you've got some cool stuff coming up if you've got some cool updates we'll absolutely share it on the channel and uh this team will definitely be on the channel in a couple of weeks time um because everything prints well yeah i am gonna load up on some contrast paints you know i think i think this is the team for that i can do some double learning printing face guards and try not to suck at games workshop paints so <laughs> that's cute uh, that's brilliant. Right. Thank you very much, John. We're going to move on to the next segment. And we're back. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed our little interview with John. It's very cool um, to, to talk to someone about it, especially at that end. I mean, I thought it was really good that he was very happy to talk about some of the design influences because when it comes to 3D printing, when it, it's something that's similar to what's already out there, it it sparks that the the typical debate of is 3d printing going to kill miniatures manufacturing which it clearly isn't at the moment like maybe if printers get so cheap and so accessible and the files are uh, you know omnipresent then yeah it could kill it but we're miles away from that and it's really cool just to hear that actually this is just something that john likes doing and the reason that the team looks like the blackhawk team is because he liked the blackhawk team and wanted to do it for fun and i think that's excellent like that's oh, so much respect yeah it's, it's how, really 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 cool it's amazing they just picked it up and started sculpting um and the lizardman team is just like superbly done and i'm very excited it's for the infuriating. <laughs> infuriating. It's like, how long have you been sculpting john oh like 10 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> it's like what? september i think he said like so four months in yeah. that's, that's it i was like right so next team in three weeks then he was like oh we'll see i'm like bloody hell yeah. <laughs> uh, i like i like that he's moving on to high elves um again he was just oh, like i know that really caught my attention yeah i thought i i should have messaged you while you were at band camp actually but yeah it's um that could be really cool but I think I'm just more excited that he gets to face into that challenge of like, right, I've done orcs, I love orcs. Lizards are kind of like the same build style, like little dudes and big dudes, and lizards are quite it not not hard to get wrong, but actually there's no there's nothing to say what lizards look like. But but he was talking about high elves, it's just like, well they're 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 humans. Like this is this is something that's that's a good challenge now and that you know, gotta come up with a cool aesthetic not seen it i'm hoping to, to that we'll get a chance to have a look 
Um, but I'm hoping because he's, he's a bit of a, an old school Warhammer fantasy player. Well, actually, it came from World of Warcraft, I think. It came from Warcraft into Warhammer, which is interesting. Um, oh, dude, if, if we'd get landed with some fourth edition high elf style players, I cannot tell you how excited I would be. Like, yeah, oh, man. I that would be really cool. Yeah. And then, um, I'd love, sure. we'll love to see what style it goes for. Mm. Yeah. It's going to look phenomenal. Yeah, really looking forward to that. So yeah, thank you very much for uh, for coming on, John. And so Ben and I are going to move on to something that's been bouncing around the community since before either of us were born and uh, maintains a thing now and was a massive spike of interest when the rules came out and it, it seemed to address this issue. Whether it is an issue or not, that's what we're going to have a discussion about now. And the topic in question is the age-old rage-inducing debate of is stalling okay or not is it a tactic or is it an offense to humanity and i think <laughs> i think it's worth chatting about like before we take more deep dives into rules and teams which we'll, de- we'll, we'll we get to start playing with soon this is kind of like a a really big thing so ben i mean you've been on facebook um, reddit and stuff i'm sure in your time you've seen a couple mm. of people talk about stalling whether it's okay whether it's not okay i have i haven't seen so much of the recent discussion so this will be going in uh with pure opinion um i haven't really checked my thoughts and feelings with the wider community yet so i might be really incorrect on this and yeah I, i'm more than welcome to receive comments saying this is why i'm wrong because I, I i love seeing that so well, well, like the, the comments in the community none of it is different it has been the same forever um okay with yeah. one additional twist so let's set the scene so stalling as a tactic in blood bowl is when you have the ability to score but you want to run out the clock from a solid defensible position now we'll talk about whether or not it's a, a valid tactic um, spoiler alert, it genuinely is. Um, the, the the argument has been, if you can score, you should score so that we can play the game more. And that is actually because then we get more turns. We both get to make more choices and we both get to have a more engaging game. Versus, I'm playing to win. Yeah, this is a game that, generally speaking, you do play to win. And it's about that there is a sliding scale when it comes to um, to the stall factor of... It, it is no fun to take a knee. It is no fun to just be like, right, stand, 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 pass. You can't do anything. It, it just creates that uh, uh, passing of activation, that passing of gameplay. Now, that's always been in Blood Bowl, and it's always been a factor because the rules allow that to happen, that, that allows that situation to happen. And it is a win-more kind of situation, which is why people get so uh, angry about mm-hmm. it. But the twist that's come is that in the Blood Bowl 2020 rulebook, it talks about what stalling is, which is if a player with the ball can score without making a dodge or or anything like that, then they are considered stalling. And it only comes into play with one roll on the flavours of Nurgle. No, wait. The prayers to Nuffle. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. Um, and I think it's like one roll on the one chart and if you are stalling, technically, there's another roll and you might get blatted with a rock. Like, that's, that yeah. is the rule of stalling. So the only twist that's come to the stalling conversation recently is, well, clearly Games Workshop 
don't want it to be a thing because it wouldn't be in the rulebook otherwise. So let's start talking this through. BT, um, we both played many games and it gets to the point where you want to stall. I mean, what's the advantage of the ball carrying team to actually stalling? What's the what's the stalling advantage? Well, you're putting the opponent straight away on the back foot. Like you have the upper hand and you're forcing them to make unfavorable decisions in, out of desperation, right? Like there's a mechanical point of it because, you know, they would have to now take argue, often worse roles, like maybe risky dodges to just get that one blitz on the carrier. Um, maybe they're only going to get like a one die block or a two die uphill on it. Um and also there's a whole psychological thing the whole like idea of desperation that opponent is probably going to be panicking they're like they you know i'm really running out of time the longer this goes on the less chance i have to equalize or you know beat them so i can totally you know it's it's clearly like strong it's clearly valid and powerful yeah it's it's a really strange one because from a tactical point of view, mm. it's exactly what you want. Like, I am in a position mm. where I'm protected. I don't need to make any offensive actions. Um, actually, what I can do is, like you said, Ben, I could. You know, my only defense, the only thing I'm worried about is your dude being able to take four, five plus dodges to get a negative two die block on the ball carrier. So I'm just going to burn another turn out to stop you from coming back for the win. Or... And this is the other thing, is when you're stalling, is you can also pile on the pressure. Like, I've still got some guys who can make a block. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, when do you reckon it gets rage-inducing? Like, on the pitch? Because... Uh, it really does suck when you have those bad turns where you, you know, the first roll you do is double skull. Oh yeah, been and there. then they've got like another small turn, and they just punch you back. And it's like what you said before, where it becomes that win more scenario, yeah. which just generally doesn't feel great in like any game. Like win more is something that designers, I feel, do try to avoid. Um, you want to catch up often; <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, I mean, stalling and stalling itself is can never really be a catch up mechanic, right? Like if you're behind. You don't often have the luxury of even employing stalling because you need more turns to get another touchdown to win. Exactly. So I've got a couple of suggestions yeah, for, for a way to turn it into a catch-up mechanic, which I did see bandied about in a couple of these threads. Um, but it is that it's that win more element. It's we're playing a game, but I can't do anything. So you get to do all the stuff, and like within the engine of Blood Bowl, it is. It is kind of hard to get to that point, but like you pointed out, you have to have already suffered a bad game to get to the point where you can't pressure your opponent to score. Like it's already been a drive where you've lost yeah. two or three guys, and because you've had some bad luck, you've had some bad rolls. They've had some good rolls, and now um, you have to just wait to take a turn again, and. I think before we kind of talk about what could be done to change that up and whether or not it should be changed up is, I mean, do you think the type of game that you are playing, and when I say type of game, I mean, you know, league versus friendly versus tournament. Like, do you think that 
influences the kind of suck it up ability of this pain soul tearing pain it kind of does for me yeah i feel like stalling is less common in league from just experience like i mean i feel like it's i don't know if this is this this might be touching too much on another point but it's it's something i'd written down which is it's unthematic and i feel like in league we kind of prioritize you know the thematic aspect of this is like a sport and this is our team and they really matter and i feel like i don't know if it's just, uh, it, this this purely anecdotal and i'm sure people have had other experiences especially in more competitive leagues but i feel like it does happen less and maybe that could be a whole variety of factors either it is just because people like hey they've got to the end they're going to score because this is football or you know they're going to score because it's worth loads of SPP and you get all gold at the end of it and stuff like that. So there's a few aspects. In tournaments, though, it's, it, is ha it is and will always happen. Like, I don't think I've had many tournament games where it's never happened. And you know what? That's There is something about it being in a tournament that, I, I don't know, it, I, I'm, it just, yeah, definitely. Like, we're playing for a win at this outcome because that, that wins the whole day. So you want to yeah. stack the odds as hard as you can in your favour. And you're right, when it comes to League, there's always that, ooh, do I get the score now and then go for more SPP? Like, that's... Yeah, like, that it really matters in a tournament if you win 1-0 or win 10-9. You know, it's not like... Yeah. Or even like 10-0. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> in fact, it's better know, for one, you. The it, more touchdowns you get. really neat tiebreaker, that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um... Now in friendly matches, I, I, you don't see the stall. You never see the stall because you're playing to experiment with drives, experiment with tactics, and you kind of like, well, this is checkmate now. Like that, that's this is basically the biggest analogy is that you get to a point of a stall and it's checkmate, but the game mm -hmm. continues playing. It's like and checkmate, uh, and we're going to take another turn. Are we going to take another turn now? When it comes to the stall, I think it is a hugely valid tactic, and I don't think there's there's no there's no major way that you can do it from a mechanics point of view because it can happen, and this happens in every game, right? Because in every system, there is a way to secure the win. Um, this happens in Magic: The Gathering. So Magic: The Gathering, huge competitive scene <laughs> before it all died, and um, man, Magic competitive game and did actually die that's massive never really considered it before but uh you you sweep your cards like you just pick your cards up like yep you got me i concede like and you pick up the cards and then you set up for the next game like it, it's just that kind of ah checkmate yeah no you've got me there is a very small chance but actually it's not worth either of our time playing that time out and mm -hmm. in Blood Bowl, you can't do anything about it. Like, you, you just can't. Like, you just have to pass. And when it comes to, like, a league, when it comes to the finals, I definitely think you see this because you would take it. Now, I love yeah. scoring touchdowns. I, that I don't often get to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys were know from playing the Bowdoin Championship. And I, this is why I wanted to talk it through with you, Ben. Um, is because the the bonehead championship the way we're doing it we're sharing teams we're rotating yeah. teams and it is the team against another team 
being piloted by someone who's working in the team's best interests and it's not a reflection of your personal record it's it's just actually how do these team stories develop and because of that we haven't seen a huge amount of stalling because it's like actually let's get one more turn of safety and pile the pressure on to stop it from happening but if i was playing in a competitive match to win for the league or to go top table at a tournament I would absolutely stall. I'd apologize for it and be like, ah, sorry, I need to burn another time off the clock here. And it's a it's a really interesting one. But I I mean, I don't know about you. I, I, I can understand why it feels unfun. Oh, 100 percent. I've I've had um, a friend of mine I tried to get involved in to Blood Bowl was really turned off by it when they observed a game where dwarves just stalled the whole game. And they, they were like looking at the game and they thought that looks really, really boring. Yeah. And they were really turned off the whole game. They like they haven't really tried it since. And... So, yeah. And it, it's like, I can see why it looks, you know, it, it is not that fun. Um, not not a lot you can say about it. Like it is, it's fun for the person or it's not even that fun for the person doing it, to be honest. It's it'll win. It's not but, fun, and I hate yeah. it. Like, if I'm in a position to start, I mean, it, this, we've played many games, and in a couple of those games, one of us or the other one of us has been in a position to burn a, a turn or two off the clock because, actually, it's the right tactical decision to do. But you do it as quickly as you can. Um, mm. And I think maybe that's something to say, is if you are going to stall, do it as quickly as you can. Like, set up your castle and then pass. Like, don't move every one of your guys because you can because it's just if you're in a, a checkmate position like once you're you're fortified like just be like look i'm gonna keep stalling just be as open with it as you can and i think uh, this is something either you and i ben have mentioned loads of times it's actually fronting up at the beginning of a game like if it's a competitive match if you're at a tournament you'd be like hey this is this is tournament regs like i'm you know, um, I'm really sorry, but if I can, you know, stalling, like the best way to do it is sit down and be like, hello, mate, this is me. Like, these are my skills. Like, we're playing a win. I think that's, that's really good advice for any tabletop game. Like, ask, like talk to your opponent, you know, what are you, what are you, it's, uh, it's a bit of a cringe line. And this, this wouldn't actually be a line, but like, what are you trying to get out of it? Like, have that in your head, but be like, um, don't, don't ask, like, what do you want out of this game? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, Let's no, put no, a contract yeah. together. Which, which would you, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, but sit down and say, well, like, just you know, talk her through what, what, what you're there for. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, uh, we, you know, this gloves off game. And sometimes both of you are really up for that. Yeah. Which is great. Or even more importantly, you know, this is not hugely relevant on stalling, but you, like you said, like, is there anything you don't really know about this team? Like, you know, this is what they can do. I think that's really important. And games yeah. like Warhammer, that, that happens uh, all the time. And, and this really is why AOS and 40k are just absolute mind boggles at the moment. It's because it's like, ah, huh, well, actually, there's a seventh book. And in that seventh book on page green, there's a yellow triangle. And that yellow triangle means I can spend one command point and you can't do anything fun. It's like, oh, this is a great yeah. book. Cheers. But no, you sit down and be like, hey, dude, this is a tournament. So... If you need to stall, Just you know I can do this, and I probably will if I get the chance. Well, yeah, you can do that, or you can you can put it on your opponent and just be like, "Look, this is a tournament, so it gets to the point you need to stall. It's fine. Like I'm okay with it. We're here to win. Like this is a competitive yeah. game. Like if you want to know anything about my team, that's absolutely fine. Just ask. But you know what? If we got to stall. We got to stall because we're here to win. Like just, it's okay to say that, especially at like a tournament environment because you are there to win a game. Now, 
whether you've got a different contract, uh, if you're playing a friendly, if you're playing a teaching game and you stall, you are a horrible person. Yeah. Because yeah, your, your job for an introduction training game is to sell the game so they want to play more games. The worst possible way to get someone excited about playing a game is to set up and then not let them play the game. Like, mm -hmm. th that's the difference here. You're either playing to win or you're playing to have a great game. And there is a blend. Like, training practice games, you're playing to play as much Blood Bowl as possible. So when... Uh, when James the Dwarf Lord wanted to try out Black Orc team, I played nobility against him, and we just racked up, played a played a drive, racked up, played another drive. Like, oh yeah, you got me here. Yeah, got the touchdown. Like, let's let's set up again, and you go through those things. When it comes to league, it is definitely. I think that's where the grey area comes from, and that's where you see the posts land. It's like oh, I played my league game and. Uh, just you know uh, they just caged and uh just stalled for the entire second half and it was just boring and garbage and actually league is really challenging because we need to do a topic on this one ben as well actually whether winning is the priority in league or not yeah that's that's fair because there are definitely some there's like you've seen this from us playing the championship is actually what's more important winning or getting spp well, actually for the first half of the season it's getting SPP. Like, and when it comes to a league game, that's kind of if your mentality is boom, let's like let's smash together, let's get these teams going, let's get some stuff on the go, let's do some punches, let's do some touchdowns, let's have a great time. And your opponent's like, I need this win. Like they're going to be playing conservatively and not necessarily well, but they're not going to be playing aggressive and hungry like you would be for SPP. They're going to be tournament, which is all about consistency and letting your opponent take the risks. And there's there's two different sides to Blood Bowl and when you're playing to win, you do the best way to win is to let your opponent lose the game. Like you don't have to win mm -hmm. the game; you just have to let them lose. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a it's a really tough one. So I, I get why people get so upset about it, but ultimately, it is in the rules to be okay. That is also another thing: is if we're talking about you know we're playing you know a league, we're developing our teams, we're Again, because I go on the point of thematic, Blood Bowl is Blood Bowl. It's it's a game of American football, but it's as equally a game of punching the snot out of yeah. the other team. And there are teams which that is what they are there for. Like they acquire victory through just carnage damage wherever they can. Yeah. And stalling is kind of the way that they do that. And would that be thematic? It's not thematic for people just all in American football because they just get tackled by a you know, hundred people. Um, if they stall in Blood Bowl, they have armored warriors defending them, and meanwhile, other armored warriors punching people to death. And that so, this is that's I tell you what, that's something that you actually don't want to think too much about. Is how long is a real world version of Blood Bowl going to take? because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like four minutes. Like it's it's not a big time because if you just like if no one's doing anything with the ball, there's only so many times people can brawl before they actually die. Now, yeah, <laughs> there isn't there is an element of it that is reflective of of American football. Um, because in American football, if a team is in the lead, they will play slower in the second, like towards right. the end of a half or something like that. So instead of like rushing up to take the next turn, it's it would be like if you and your opponent 
agreed to play a game of Blood Bowl using one timer that was shared with a two-hour clock, and you were allowed to take a four-minute turn. Now, the maths don't add up on that. If you were in the lead and you didn't want your opponent to have much time, you would take as long as possible. They do that in the NFL. So they won't, yeah. they'll let the play clock run down to, to, to bring the time down. And that stalling is a, a rough kind of approximation of that. But is it, is it a contentious thing in NFL? Or is that just kind of accepted? It is now completely accepted. But the thing is, the NFL is highly competitive. There are millions of dollars on every game. So everyone's just like, yeah, this is cutthroat, dude. Like, you, you do what you got to do to win. Like, Bill Belichick's going to film you in the shower to get the uh, the inside information on, on what you, you know, uh, you know, and to what shampoo you use to give the edge. Like, because you're playing for that high stakes. Blood Bowl, there are no high stakes. The best you're going to get is a £100 trophy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just, I would love it to be high stakes. Like, I think it would be awesome. Like, if we could get, like, a $50,000 Blood Bowl tournament, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. Let's take the place of Magic the Gathering. But there's no money in it to do that. So it's like, actually, what are you winning? What are you winning here? Um, and pride is enough. And actually, sometimes just winning is enough. And yeah, running out the clock is a, is a valid tactic. But I think it comes back to the social contract of playing a game, Ben. And leagues and tournaments take that contract and they it's a different it's a different version uh so you you me and trips we played a, a wicked game of brass right mm. what what kind of contract did we have playing that game like as as players um to be fair i just wanted you guys to enjoy it because i was going in there with the experience of it so yeah like i could have been cutthroat and said you know suck it up get good and then just done all the tactics which I've learned from playing the game. But instead, I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to just have fun playing the game. Yeah. And having me having fun playing the game is seeing my friends have fun. Yeah. So that that comes personally. That might not be for everyone. But so the next time you play that game with your sister and her partner, yeah. Or the next time you play that game with me and Trips again, will that will oh, that I'll contract throw. exactly? And this is, yeah. it, and that is exactly the same you know way. You know how to win. Yeah, let's, that's, let's employ the big guns. That's it. Yeah. And there is that weird escalation. So Ian Wahanam Hanum, um, he and I, because we've known each other since we were four, so that is nearly thirty years. Uh, we will be chill, 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 chill. But every now and again, we will have a game, and our ancestors honor is in this game like the last time we had this clash it was because he used a cheeky corner charge in a game of warhammer fantasy battle sixth edition and i have not forgiven him for it because it was that level of like no 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 right okay you're doing a cheeky corner charge right this game is on like this game is on and the table was not flipped but it could have been and should have been because he cheated with a cheeky, dirty corner charge. Typical Age of Sigmar player. Well, my base is slightly bigger than yours, so you lose. Um, terrible, terrible mechanics. Anyway, um, oh, Age of Sigmar with the stupid conga line. Uh, anyway, that's. Oh man, <laughs> really hate that game. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I'm just significantly disappointed in it. Um, but anyway, Blood Bowl, excellent game. Tight. You know where you stand at all times, and that makes it even more difficult because. Blood Bowl is the closest thing to a Euro game we've got in miniature wargaming. Pretty much. Cause, and there's still a billion dice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know what's going on. There's no secrets. Uh, the closest thing you've got is if someone's running a wizard. 
And you should always run a mm. wizard because wizards are great fun because it's a randomizer, you know, or the special play cards and stuff like that. But that is such a minuscule factor. But that that social contract, I think that's where people struggle is, you know, I, you, we played a load of Blood Bowl. So I don't need to win every game of Blood Bowl. Like mm. I would much rather lose a, a great game uh than win a game like i don't want to win one nil i'd much rather lose three two like that's more fun like let's let's do some stuff we've seen that in the championship like i think there hasn't been a game of play oh, maybe there's been one but like in a lot of games i def i play especially ones on the channel which are literally just there because we want to film us having fun playing a game yeah it'll be like should i do that move oh it's not the right move but it's the fun move so yeah, I'm gonna do it and see what happens. Oh mate, you and your three plus dodges. I honestly, and the frequency at which they succeed, it oh, I, it it upsets me so much. <laughs> and I know, and I know that's why you do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got four gutter runners who are two plus dodge, and you're like, no, I think the journeyman lineman's gonna dodge into that tackle zone, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And then it works, and then it rewards him. It rewards him, and he's like, oh, it worked. Oh, I'll do it again. I'm like, no, just no, need the confidence. No. Sometimes it pays off. Ah, oh, the best dice confidence <laughs> I had was. I, I think this, this the, the signs were early, Ben. Uh, it was the first level up I had at Wobble playing Blood Bowl when I said, oh, how does MVP work? Oh, you choose three players. Okay, I'm going to choose these three, but I just need this one to win, so I've just got to roll a two. Okay, got the two, got the bomber. Oh, um, yes. Hail Mary pass. Double. Um, okay, so I just need a double, right? Okay, I'll just roll a double. Oh, okay, there's the double. So Hail Mary pass. <laughs> first time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Easy. You just got to say what you want, and the dice will do what you want. Uh, and then you win every game of Blood Bowl. Have you ever seen a movie called The 13th Warrior? No. Uh, no. <laughs> excellent movie. Antonio Banderas plays a um, like Middle Eastern warrior and he buddies up with some Vikings to kill some stuff. It's a great film. Uh, but the one of the dudes has like this phrase inside it, which is uh, luck often favors a man if his courage holds or something, which is basically just like be bold. Like, make your own luck. Go do it. And it works in Blood Bowl massively. Like, it's just... And it will really, really... It can be really tilting. And I I've, I have I have never been angry about someone caging up and running out the clock. Because I'm like, no, checkmate, you got me. Like, that's fine. Like, I get this. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Mm. The only thing I've ever been tilted by is... Oh, is the stuff that... There are some times where you want your opponent to roll three sixes because it's wicked. But when they roll six or seven, like, oh, yeah, all right, well, uh, I could probably do this. It's going to be a three plus, four plus, and then a five plus, and then a four plus, and then a five plus, and then a four plus, and then a two die up. Oh, yeah, and it works. You're just like, I hate this game. Fuck, I can't. <laughs> I just hate this game. Um, there is a part of you that isn't mad, though. There's a part of you who just like, fair enough. No, 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 no. This, this breaks through. Like... When your opponent makes a bad roll, uh, you feel bad for them if they fail the first one. Like, mm. you do. Especially, like, if they make a bad roll, uh, like, oh, I need a three plus, and it fails, and they roll a re-roll, and it fails again. Yeah, You're like, ah. Oh. To enable the fun stuff. Yeah, and then they, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, the first thing, okay, all I need is a two plus dodge, and then I'm going to take a three die up block, and they get a double one, and you're just like, I feel bad mm. about this. Then, it's like, okay, I got the first one. Can I get the second one? Can I get the third one? And there's, like, basically, one to two rolls 
you feel bad about them failing. At the two, three, four mark, you get excited for them because it's improbable and like, wow, what a great play. When it is five or more roles that succeed, that's the point at which you're like, this is beyond heroism now. This is fixed. Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, this is fixed. Like, no, no, this is not possible. And then because I am a very mathy person, you calculate the odds and it turns out that there's a one in six million chance of happening. You're just mm. like, I'm just done. <laughs> just done it's <laughs> stupid um but but that is it like if you cage up if you stall it forces your opponent to either do nothing in the hope of just doing nothing so that this game ends quick and that's not the feeling that anyone really is looking for but it also like you said ben it will force that it will force your hand to ooh, the only play i've got here is four bad rolls like it's tough like i'm gonna to have to go for those four bad rolls to bait and actually you lose you lose even more like it's bad money i hate it was like our dungeon bowl game it's like uh anyway i need to get i need to get through this i need to try and block this dude and make these three bad rolls and actually it's the same kind of thing sometimes that works but you need to apply that pressure the best thing to do is not let yourself get into a situation where your opponent is able to stall out the game but that's kind of it yeah right it, it's a mechanic of the game that rewards you for enable or like it punishes yeah. you for enabling it to happen the teams which the teams which are hurt by it the most tend to be the ones who can kind of prevent it that makes sense like they an agile team hates the stalling cage yeah. they usually don't have the strength to break it but they do have the mobility to get around it and have like backfield pressure yeah things like that so you know there are ways around it there are inevitabilities yeah and it does suck a lot for newer players yeah and that's yeah. it I, I think i think the moral of this is that it's a mechanic it's a real thing it's a byproduct of the engine it's the checkmate of blood bowl um use it wisely if you're in a tournament expect it declare it at the beginning be like dude we're playing a win here so if you need to stall you absolutely stall like i won't be offended get it out there because you're going to a tournament and you're playing to win and this is Vin Diesel fast and furious winning's winning doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile yeah and and that's okay but like if you're playing a friendly game if you're playing a pickup game I don't I just read your audience and talk through what's going to happen if you're playing a league game that you need to win make it known but the stress of playing a a blood bowl game that means something to you is a real thing like if you're playing mm -hmm. to get into the finals or you're playing and your your gutter runner who's edge five dies like it's it's a genuine loss because you have put five months into developing that player like there's that yeah. there's that element there of blood bowl will teach you everything you need to know about loss like there are two things that will teach you about loss so if you've got children this is an excellent life lesson blood bowl like give them a star player and then watch them die and the other thing they'll teach them about loss is um any kind of tv show or movie series that you know ends introduce them to it um and like you know oh do you want to watch firefly with me and then when firefly ended abruptly you can be like there you go and that's what death feels like and uh <laughs> I guess definitely some life lessons, but then stalling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thematically, I absolutely could have seen Games Workshop introduce 
a rule about the crowd like they did like the rule that was in the book right. was about the crowd getting angry about the players not doing anything and throwing rocks at them like 0.05% of the time we ran the numbers didn't we oh yeah no, we ran what? the numbers on a show and actually you know what if there was a rule in there for stalling and this is absolutely I completely get why people talk about this in, in the like in the threads and stuff they're like well clearly Games Workshop want it to be a factor like they want it to be a quantifiable rule so why not expedite that mm. and why not be like every turn you stall your opponent gets to roll a dice on a four plus that dude gets hit by a rock and the ball pops out like yeah i, th I think the, the rule they have is a pretty good rule just to put flat in the game like yeah. if they can move if they have the ball and they can move closer to the end zone freely without rolling any dice they have to do at least one square move yeah. otherwise it's the crowd getting mad yeah, yeah i think that's totally fine and that's it like and that's that is what has caused some of these conversations is because they're like, well, clearly Games Workshop like know that stalling is a thing, like so. Therefore, it is bad, and it's a really interesting one. And I don't know any company other than Games Workshop that can almost address something that people are really upset by, and make it worse instead. It's like, yeah. it's like they, it's like, oh, there's a fire here. We'll bring over the fire extinguisher. And then what they did was they put the fire extinguisher in the flames. And you're kind of like, I don't know if that's helped or not. Like you left it outside, but the, you're locked in yeah. with the fire. Yeah, <laughs> just like right, it's just out here. Exactly. It's like you need a fire extinguisher, mate. Just here, help yourself. Like yeah. no, <laughs> no. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like oh, you're stuck inside the car. Roll the window down. Like oh, oh. Yeah. So it they've almost kind of addressed it. And it's it's really mm. difficult, and I don't know if they've put it out there because Games Workshop, they're not a hyper competitive system. They like company. That's not what they are. It's what they want to be sometimes, but it isn't what it is. So they expect you as a, a group of people to be like, oh yeah, let's make a house rule for this to your taste. Like this is like, hey, this is a recipe book. Season to your taste. Add the sauce that you like. Like build your own burger style um we're all like no we want the recipe we want it done perfect like one rule for all it just doesn't work um sometimes a coach will want their team to run the clock down opting not to score when they easily could uh, other times the team gets so caught up in the violence of the game they simply forget to score when they have the chance this is a perfectly valid tactic although in some instances it can be risky if at any point during your team turn a player belonging to your team meets all of the following criteria that player is said to be stalling the player is open is unmarked the player has the ball the player is able to activate and perform their declared action without needing to roll a dice first so they don't have very angry they don't have um in fact tape root would be one of those um if the player is able to move into the opposition's end zone without needing to rush or dodge failing to activate a stalling player before your turn ends um even if it ends unexpectedly with a turnover but declining to score a touchdown is stalling that is it that's a really quantifiable rule. So the easiest way to fix this would be for them to, and I, I think this is what we talked about before, Ben, is like, actually, we kind of expect them to have a stadium that's just like proper angry fans. Like this, this fan base is entirely made up of people who like Facebook. And, um, and, and if a player stalls, you roll a, you roll a D6. And on a four plus, the ball carrier gets knocked down. 
like yep. that guy stalled roll to see it's like camping in video games um like it's just a thing that happens and it's very like you say it's quantifiable it's easy to pick up like it's easy to know if they are stalling if they're not stalling you just got to roll that four plus i think that it just puts risk on the winning player so which is currently something which they pretty much completely lack you know if you're in a stalling position there's not a lot of risk yeah so that. you're usually free to do whatever you want. And it should just be a proper brick. I mean, it was Christmas mm. recently, Ben. You probably watched Home Alone, one of the 17 of them. Honestly, no. No. I think I've only uh, ever seen it once. Well, there's there's one scene in, is it the first one or the second one? I don't know, where the, the, the main guy, Marv, who looks an incredibly like uh, an American football player called David Carr now, which is which is amazing, uh, just gets hit in the head like four times with a brick launched from a roof. Oh, I do know that's, yeah. It's horrid, right? You up, isn't it? It's <laughs> really horrid. You're watching it and you're like, oh my God. Hey, but I, I've been like... Full damage. Yeah. Falling down um, the, the YouTube rabbit hole every now and again. It's like, uh, they get like, doctor reacts to movie injuries. And I was like, well, all right, let's give that a click. And uh, the guy's like, no, this is awful. Like, this child is, what is wrong with this child? Like, and how is this guy not dead? Like, one brick to the head, he'd have serious fractures. Like, he's got away with one, that's fine. Oh, he's been hit again. Like, how is this? His brains would be out. Like, the only way to explain this is that this guy is Wolverine. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's horrific. But yeah, and that's it. You know what? If, if stalling... I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world if they said, hey, guys, this is now a thing. It definitely takes yeah. away the tactic, but it doesn't take away that choice. And it's a really interesting one. So I guess the message here, guys, is that if you go into a tournament, just be open with the fact that it is a competitive mode. You are playing competitively and your opponent is likely to stall and you should stall if you're playing for the win. If you're playing a friendly match, if you're trying to train somebody up, don't stall. Be like, right now in this situation... You know, in a competitive game, I could probably run out the clock and you'd have really difficulties like freeing it up. But let's rack them up again. Like, let's rack them up again. And a league game is probably the danger zone where there will be a Nurgle team, a Dwarf team that actually their their main mode of winning is with mega, no fun, legitimate blue mage control. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're just noping you as if they're playing Death Watch in 40k. And uh, like, ah, oh, sweet power, bro one command point um yeah yeah can't, can't use that ability <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was crying that's about it again the other yeah, day was... yeah um, yeah yeah no i loved it that's revenge for cheeky corner charging in um <laughs> that's right um we, what we should do is well this again should is subjective because it's a subjective topic <laughs> but it would be really interesting to run a tournament where this was a thing across all games purely for data you need some very understanding players who would be willing to forego you know the usual stall tactics in tournaments do you think Just it would warp the meta do you think it would be a case of mm, maybe i won't play a bash team maybe i'll switch over to a mid-range team instead possibly because yeah. you know they benefit a lot more like i mean dwarves without stalling struggle so we'll see well, if you think that dwarves aren't fast, go back and watch the game I played against Ian Warhammerman. Um, I played goblins. Uh, he played goblins. I played dwarves, and I probably rolled more go for it than <laughs> ever before. That's true. Runners are still movement six, right? 
Yeah, blockers, blockers are movement six with a couple of go-for-its, though, Ben. Uh, trust me on this. Uh, and uh, that was when the internet was like, you really do play every team like Skaven, don't you? And I'm like, my little like midget guy with armor 17 is running around. I'm like, no, he's not fast enough. Roll, roll. And you know what? That's fine. Because if they fall over, yeah. they're armor 17. Like, don't worry about it. These guys could take more bricks to the head than the bad guys from all of the Home Alone movies together. Thick skull. Um, yeah, exactly. Thick, thick. They've literally got thick skull. Exactly. Uh, a little. I might get on Hero Forge and make like a little Macaulay Culkin model uh, to be the Goblin Bombardier and just put a brick in his hand. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. Only playing against dwarf teams. Yeah, free player against dwarf teams. Oh, he's been stalling. Okay, you get a Bombardier next drive. Have a great time. You get a Bombardier right now. Uh, yeah. Have a great time. Uh, amazing. Okay, Ben. Is there anything else you think we should add about stalling? Because we've, we've talked... I think we've given, we've given several cents. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just, again, I think you summed it up well. Speak to your opponent. Cards on the table. It's going to happen. Maybe also address um, employing that kind of Games Workshop rule so you can still do it with some risk. Because I think that seems pretty fair. Yeah, and um, it's just interesting that they defined the problem without solving it. It's absolutely... But that is, that's because they expect you guys to decide what it is and how you want to play. Um, that's how we all want to do it. It's really interesting. Like, really interesting. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap up for there. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, you enjoyed the interview, and you enjoyed me just raging about stuff. So I appreciate you guys listening to that. Sorry about that. I apologise. Maybe it's funny. Maybe it'll make you feel better about what's going on in your world. Um, anyway, Ben, thank you very much. I've I've bent your ear off twice now this week. It's been wicked. Uh, it's all good. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Like literally, guard for the soul. And um, yeah, we'll wrap up now, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to help support the channel even further, please like and subscribe or come join us on our Patreon. We have early access to content. We get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can. Or you can get yourself some Bonehead Podcast merch on our Spreadshirt site. So if you want to support a team, especially for the Bonehead Championship, you can pick up a shirt, a mug, things like that. It all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it. Anyway, links below. Thank you very much. Happy blocking. <clears throat> uh, what are we oh, just got? stalling tactical of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> don't read this out loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wondered if i was gonna bait you into it i thought it'd be quite fun um i listened to uh oh, a podcast that's actually now dead which was uh, had riley knight and his buddy it was a magic the gathering podcast it was me a river mm. and um <laughs> they they just try and beat each other in the show notes. So when there's like an introduction to a segment or anything, the other one will just go in there and just randomly put swear words and stuff just to really, because <laughs> Riley wants to keep it because Riley's a teacher. So he tries to keep the content like PG and yeah. Dennis will just chuck in like swear words. So when Riley's doing an introduction, cause he just full on um, Will Ferrell's it full on anchor man's it. Um, and it's just absolutely brilliant when he just starts throwing Charlies and Foxtrots in the mid-sentence and then gets really angry and then doubles down on the swearing and has to edit the whole lot out. It's so good.
Uh, so I was like, oh, you know what? <sighs> See if we can do this. I, I know I have to do the editing. But and we can't have another Bravo word in there because we'll get told off by trips again. Oh, yeah, true. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, 